Hey there. Hey guys, welcome back to the Christopher Governor Show. Thank you for 5,000 plus listeners, subscribers across social media, hashtag Christopher for the number governor. with lots of cute animals and, and pets. You can hear as an ASMR in the background. Welcome to Transatlantic Ash. And this morning, while we're listening to day 19 of the Scamber Johnny Deep trial, doing some gardening and, and uh, organizing and comedying. I'll be making jokes with your commentator. And uh, yesterday I covered Emily D. Baker's lawyerly interpretation of the events unfolding. And yes, it is a mass distraction tactic. We should actually be watching Mr. T-Rump on the fucking stand. As well as over 147 members of Congress who orchestrated the January 6th insurrection. And if you can smell what I'm cooking, go sign my move on petition. It's at HTTPS colon slash slash bit dot ly slash 3ka1mmd if you too want to see Mr. fucking Nazi ass face dump Trump indicted for fucking insurrection and treason and you you know you call congress 202-224-3121 man there's still like a half an hour until the day 19 starts. Go fucking call Congress. Get off your lazy, lardy, American arse. Do your fucking civic duty. Don't mind my uh, swearing. Trista, come on, tone it down. All right. I'll say freaking, freaking. Do your freaking civic duty. All right. As an American, I know it. Don't, don't you remember? If you haven't heard this quote, this JFK quote, you should hear it now. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. He didn't quite say it with this British accent, but you get the gist. Trista's gist. Trista justice. Yeah. The name's Bond, James Bond. Asking these questions, they might not. They might just get annoyed going, oh. the dream might sit there and be like, oh, wait, stop. Question, why is there no cross of the former business manager? They might not have wanted to to save time. They might have. Uh, this is day 19, Emily D. It. Baker. So these depositions, they She's did. a lawyer. These things last hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Centering questions. Days. 
but there might not be anything there that moves the ball for them, so they're going to save their time for rebuttal that moves the ball more. So that's probably a strategic choice. Hey, Emily, love watching your channel. Thank you. Just catching up today. Anything big going down so far this morning? Perjury. They said perjury. They said oh, perjury nice. a lot. Adam nice. Waldman's the most interesting testimony this morning. Nice. And then the detective for me. Does the court have to include witness? Does the court have to include witness addresses? Seems like something that should be edited out. Those are likely business addresses. Um, I think they could have edited them out too. I don't know why they chose not to. I agree with you. I don't, it always makes me squealy seeing those things in court documents. Sometimes they have to, but I, I don't like it. Um, when does this end? Sarah, never. This is the trial that never ends. No, it's done next Friday, Friday, May 27th. Done, done, done. And then the jury will deliberate. So not all the way done, but most of the way done. Does that make sense? Especially with his glasses, he looks like the 50s version of Jonathan Randell, Tobias Menzies from Outlander. Elaine, an attorney out of VA. Is Elaine an attorney in VA? Uh, she is local counsel. Uh, he's pausing for Chu to instruct him not to answer. Yes, he knows how this dance works. You've got to, You. there's a rhythm to that. Amber Heard team trying to use Waldman as an agent of depth. Doesn't his answer, doesn't his being unable to answer help prove that? No because attorney-client privilege extends beyond the date of service. So Waldman could have stopped working for Depp before those statements were made, but he couldn't say that because agency extends. The jury can find that, but there's going to be a motion to dismiss um, when Amber Heard rests her case or motion to strike, just like there was when Johnny Depp rested the case. Um, can the jury draw negative inferences from him declining to answer they won't be given an instruction, but it could be like, hey, it seems like they're hiding something. So kind of. Hey, Ari, um, I would be pulling my hair out watching this question. Why didn't they redact all this pointless back and forth objections? Elaine needed the Elaine needed the questions to be asked and the questions couldn't be answered. So that's why Elaine needed the questions to be asked. And Elaine's going to try to spin it or her team's going to try to spin it like, hey, um, see, they're being evasive. They won't answer anything. And Depp's is going to be like, uh, law things. Only reason for this witness is to show Johnny Depp's team is trying to hide something. They have to. They have to ask about the counterclaim. But also, I think it, they're going to argue it that way. Mm, she's answering them because her questions are what she wants the jury to take away. Did you see, did you happen to see the Elaine pick I tweeted you? I will go look. I wasn't sure if it was inappropriate or not, but it's stuck in my head. I will go take a look. Um, I have not been in my DMs a ton. And again, my email address is public on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, sometimes I get those faster. Setting up I have help with that. My DMs are just me and it can take me some time because I don't look at them until the end of the day. Won't the jury kind of side with Johnny because through Elaine really has asked these questions, the jury may already be annoyed. We, we see that they are. We see that they are. Um, Lily Lunatic. Hey, Em, much love from Germany. Is there a chance you'd share your notes with us? Curious cat. Also pulled hair back, hair with a bruised scalp sauce. Um, I, well, I do share my notes when I go through the podcast episodes. So when I do each week's roundup, and that's here on the channel and also on um, your favorite podcast player, I talk about what's in my notes and I talk about what I'm taking. So yes, would I ever like photocopy them and share them? I'd never cons I have a, I have considered a, it. I'd be embarrassed because my spelling's appalling because uh, dyslexic. <laughs> I have a um, point that would have uh, saved Miss Turds from getting um, 
getting charged with perjury charts. That would be fucking awesome. That would that would make my day. If she gets charged with perjury, haha, <laughs> perjury. I'll have to make a song about it. I'll try to make a song every day about words that is kind of like the word of the day in the in this trial. Like um um sociopathic show pony and um alpaca day it's an alpaca day <laughs> anyway yeah so oh i was gonna say that if she had said on the stand instead of saying never i know i never never take uh cocaine i would never do that um she said well, she, she couldn't have uh, said, I guess, she couldn't have acknowledged that she had a fucking coke and alcohol problem. It's in her psychologist's testimony. So that makes her look like a fucking liar on stand. Go for perjury. Yes. In fact, that's uh, one of the things that I had suggested to my beef, Johnny Deep. My beef. Who's your beef? My beef. Johnny Deep. Johnny Deep. Anyway, um, yeah, somebody made a... Made, <laughs> this is actually on a live sesh with the Johnny Depp impersonator. Is really good. Jack Sparrow on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I was uh, flirting with him for a time. But that's actually, it is. Although it doesn't look like it, that's not Johnny Depp. So, um, yeah. go back to Emily. So embarrassed. But I talk about what I write down in the podcast episodes. Can you give a shout out to my son, Liam Wyatt? I'm a paralegal and he wants to be a cop and watching you is everything. We love you. I love you too, Kimberly. Thank so you. Sweet. You guys are making, you guys are making me consider cameo for shout outs because I really do try to use this time to answer questions. Don't mind giving shout outs. Don't mind doing marriage proposals. Love it all. But um, I want to make sure I answer. Has Kathleen Zellner really joined Johnny Depp's team? I mean, she might be a rebuttal attorney. We haven't seen her in court, but there was a filing that admitted her pro hoc vice. Um, does Chu know the privilege combos? Maybe not all of them, um, but in the circumstance, you can get you you can guess. Oh, that calls for privilege. You would only know that by talking to your client. You, but he might not know all of them. He might know. It depends on what Johnny Depp shared with him. Depp's allowed to share whatever he wants. Is Waldman a hostile witness here? No. Do you think he wants to answer the questions? Fuck no. Doesn't want to be here at all. Um, I think he was pretty happy to get that perjury info in. Probably was. Was he not supposed to pay his attorney? Anna, that was going to establishing agency again. Oh, so you're paying him, so you're an agent. Every which way, trying to gussy it up a little bit. Hmm. Could the jury think Depp is trying to hide? We, Yes, I'm going to try not to ans ask, because we got to those too many. Um, did Depp 
win a lawsuit against this guy. The business manager, it settled. I don't know what it settled for. So I'm basically getting Amber entered into life and did drugs and alcohol. There's a lot of those super chats, but a lot of you um, saw that point. A lot of you saw this point. Um, Amber clearly was not supportive. It's, you know, they're kind of alluding to the fact that his money wasn't stolen. How much time will the jury be given? As much as they need. Um, didn't the expert testify to the fact that Hollywood is very willing to overlook unprofessional conduct? Yes. And we talked about that, the Darman, um, at some point, this probably came in before I made that point, but yes, I, I don't know. What do you guys like? Do you guys like the witness or the expert from depth better than the one from her? That's what the jury's going to decide. Which witness, which expert do you believe? Um, I'm an MSCJ with forensic science. I found you, um, have you found heard attorney, Seems to have forgotten the basic rule of law. <laughs> yes. Um, calculation versus fact is fast. It's really frustrating. And I think the jury is frustrated too. I'm going to get to a few uh, tweet tweet on the street from our friend, Uncle of the Bailey. I keep forgetting to do it this way, but I feel like it's more helpful to do it this way. For, let's see. I'm me having tech issues. I was trying to make this readable, but you know, I'll just read it. Five minutes ago, seven minutes ago. Got some questions about 10 minutes ago. Let's go back. Um, why the fuck play that? Okay, 15 minutes ago. I love seeing Runkle drop some cursy words. I feel like I've been a positive influence in his life. Um, why the fuck play that? My only guess is that Amber thinks she's winning hard on Johnny Depp's claim um, and is going for the counterclaim bonus objective. That's bad. The question is, it's ultimately the client's decision, even if you disagree, might have been prophetic. Runkle, yes, yes, my dude, yes. It might have been prophetic because this might have been the client's decision and it's a bad decision, bad decision. Do the depots hurt herd side? I think yes, and here's why I think yes. Because the jury's not paying attention to any points they're scoring. We're paying more attention, I'm sure, at this point than the jury, so. Um, Please tell Runkle not to mention about speaking about the trial because they might dismiss them, right? Oh, and Runkle would never talk to the jury. Runkle's trying not even to be in the same vicinity of the jury. He would never, never. Um, but he can overhear some of them talking, and it made him very uncomfortable because he didn't want to overhear them. Holy. So, no, he would never, ever, ever, ever. Runkle's a, a absolute professional and would never even get close enough to the jurors to see him tweeting or streaming, which is why he's not popping on at lunch to stream, lest they overhear him talking about the case. He's very, very mindful. So, um, Also, for the folks asking me where I'm streaming, I can't right now, so this lunch break will be through tweets because of, the, because of that. Um, I'm going to answer this in just a second. Got some questions about whether Marilyn Manson is making any impact. If the juror gives a teacup Yorkie shit about it, they're not showing it. Runkle. Runkle's found the fire. Like, he's normally so polite and Canadian, and I love that it's just fiery. Runkle's my fucking favorite Runkle right now. <laughs> favorite ever. Um, Witkin was an interesting Runkle. witness in part because he comes off as sympathetic to Johnny Depp when he said everybody wants something about the issues in Johnny Depp's life. Juror H turned to JD with what I read as a sympathetic look. It, it was sad. Witkin's testimony made me really sad for Depp. 
It really did. I don't know how you guys felt, but Wiccan's testimony made me sad that Depp has been isolated in his life by superstardom to a point where he can't do the things he loves. And that made me really sad for him. Um, so I th I'm can't not surprised. Jurors also looked annoyed as yet another Amber Heard witness says he never directly saw any violence. Um, when he started getting into Johnny Depp in anger, I had his head up in a somewhat combative pose. Didn't like that. You know, it's interesting because a lot of the witnesses said they didn't see Johnny Depp getting angry um, when he was under the influence. So the only people now that have said, the only people that have said that Johnny Depp got angry and kind of outraged when he was using are Heard's friends that lived with him. Those are the only witnesses and that might not be good. Um, Emily, is it possible to have a private consultation with you about something new to your channel, but love watching the trial here? I don't do a ton of consultations, but you are welcome to email me. If it's something that I can't do, I can absolutely um, help you find the right person um, through not just myself, but lots of, we have a wide connection of uh, lawyers and other professionals. Question, what is your favorite court case of all time and why? Oh, that's a much longer question for like a Q&A stream um, because it breaks down between what I like to watch and what I like to do myself. Um, I think my most proud court case was a homicide case that I tried that I can't talk about because I will start crying, but I will talk about it in another time. Um, getting justice for that family was one of the proudest moments of my career. Okay. We're moving on. Um, is there a reason why general legal jargon is explained to a jury? They get explained in the jury, um, the jury instructions. So that's why. Um, and they get it then. Love your channel. Been an attorney for 19 years and a prosecutor for six years. Glad to be a law nerd. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. It's always kind um, to see others in our profession having conversations about law and just getting to be nerdy about it a little bit and getting to be nerdy about the pop culture and the law. Getting caught up with your past streams, so just swing by to give some compliments. Wish I could give you a second sub. You and Legal Eagle really helping educate us commoners. Take care. Thank you. Um, Legal Eagle is far less spicy. I need to see him drop some curse words on his channel some more. He did it once. We're gonna we're gonna crack we're gonna crack Devin too. We're gonna just get all of LawTube flying fuck bombs, and it's gonna be fantastic. I just saw how highly Elaine is ranked in Washington as a competent lawyer. It gave me insight of Amber's side of things. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to make sure I got to a few more and then I'm going to look at the rest of these tweets. Uh, when I served as a jury in Fairfax County and taking the elevator down the stairs as and the doors jurist. opened, the defense counsel were there. Super awkward moment. And they just turned and told each other, we'll take the stairs. Yep, it is. I had a, I had a juror as we were waiting to walk back into court, the judge would not let us use the back door. Normally, we tried to use the back hallway if we could. There had been an issue in the courthouse, and the judges didn't want us using the back hallway. We tried to use the back hallway to avoid any potential for interaction with the judges or the jurors. Um, we didn't want to bump into them. We didn't want to talk to them. We didn't want them like making eye contact with us. It's like I don't, don't, I don't, don't see me. I don't exist. I am standing outside the door waiting to go back into court, and I am trying to stand further down the hallway. Um, from where the jurors are and this juror approached me and was like ma'am and i'm like you are a juror sir you cannot talk to me and trying to like me trying to like get away and he's like i just have to say and i'm like sir you cannot talk to me and this is like i'm like now sweating i'm like oh this is happening i can't run away like i these doors open and if i'm not in the judge is going to yell at me this is super awkward i'm like sir you can't talk to me you're a juror please don't talk to me like please for the fucking love of god don't talk to me he's like ma'am i have to tell you and just words 
started coming out of his mouth. I just think you're an incredible woman. It's just been so amazing to watch you in this trial. I just think you're absolutely tremendous. Sometime after this trial, we should just go out. I'm like, sir, you're a jury. You can't talk to me. This is, this is fun now. So the second we got back into court, I had to say, your honor, may we approach and approach the judge and say, your honor, um, a juror number so-and-so um, approached me and tried to have a conversation with me. And I said multiple times that I could not talk to this juror and they just, the words happened and they've spoken to me and I think they probably need to be dismissed or at least be questioned. And the judge is like, what did they say? And I'm like, they told me that they thought I was an incredible woman. Can we just stop there? And the judge is like, oh no, I would love to hear more about this. And I was like, please don't, please don't, like, please don't make me go into it. So both the judge and the defense attorney were very kind and got kind of a chuckle out of this juror trying to ask me out in the middle of a trial that I was prosecuting, which also like, don't do that. Though also I have friends that married jurors from their cases, but they mm. contacted the attorney after the trial was over, not in the fucking middle of it. You're killing me, bro. And obviously you're on my side and now you're yeeted off my jury. And that's not helpful at all. Um, so, so fucking awkward. So then the judge ripped me about it. Literally the rest of the time I worked at that courthouse, it was like, Hey, incredible woman. I was like, Thanks, Your Honor. It was almost <laughs> as embarrassing as the time I had a, a, a cop show up for my preliminary hearing and had to disclose that that cop and I had dated in high school. He had no idea I had become a DA and I had no idea he'd become a cop. And then he showed up in my court and I was like, uh, why, what are you doing here? Your Honor, I need to just let you know that this officer and I might have dated. Awkward. Not as awkward as the time. Okay, and then I'm going to answer a few more questions. Not, oh, and then we've got to go because court's going to come back. Not as awkward as the time that I was prosecuting a sting operation um, <laughs> and had people I went to high school swooped up in the sting operation as defendants. That was, that was awkward. That was awkward when you get people that you went to high school with um, swooped in a vice sting operation. So anyway, I got the impression it was turning on, here we go. For Mandel, I seemed I seemed to be napping again at the start. E watching the gallery D tuned out. C um oh I juror I C perked up at the mention of thing that things started to go downhill for JD around the rum diaries time. Anything else notable happened then? Don't think so. Rum Diaries is her. I got the impression it was turning off the witness. Can't be certain. It might have just been news she didn't want to hear. Um, with the agent, H did not like the comment about the cash um, ask being phrased as a demand, visible change in her expression. Fair. It's like, who are you to just demand millions of dollars? Jurors also looked annoyed as yet another. Okay, we got to that. So there we go. Um, Ian Runkle on Twitter. So I need you to write a book, Emily. Maybe, maybe one, maybe one day, maybe one day. There's definitely been these uh, awkward moments in court. I'm going to try to sweep two more, and then I've got to at least go grab a plate of food and go to the bathroom. Um, so thank you again for the super chats. Uh, would you know why they covered the branding name of the computers in the courtroom with tape? They all used to read plainer on the back, but now they're all covered. I don't know. Maybe worry about the brand streaming or trying to rep the brand or I don't know. I, I, it might have to do with streaming. I can't imagine it would have anything other than to do with streaming. Question, if there is a hung jury, what is your opinion on 
their career from their depth and herds. I don't know if a hung jury will matter. I think what came out in court will matter more. And I think this, though I think Johnny Depp will feel redeemed in the eyes of public opinion, there's a lot that's come out, and I don't know if a studio will want to to deal with it. And the same for Heard. This might have just been mutually assured destruction, and if there's a hung jury, it will be very unsatisfying. And I don't think it will be tried again. I think it will maybe just stop. Um, but we'll see. It, it will be unsatisfying for all of us. I imagine it would be unsatisfying the party. This is millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to walk away. But if the jury doesn't hang and they both lose, it's the same thing. You walk away with no resolution. Is a hung jury better for them than both of them losing? Maybe, because then both sides can be like, I didn't lose. Well, but you didn't win either. It's like a settlement. I won. No, you didn't. You settled. That's not a win. Hanging is not a win, but it's not a loss. As an attorney, shouldn't Elaine know what questions can come in? She has to ask them, but she knows. One more and then we're going. All right. I just read um, AH accused Elaine of Rottenborn and Waldman of spreading false rumors about her. So why are Elaine Rottenborn now representing her? I've never seen that. Um, tag me in it if it's on Twitter or send it to the DMs or the emails. I'll take a look at it. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you for indulging me in a short uh, a short little story time. Um, I've seen a lot of you go check out the TED Talk. I've seen the numbers on that. It's linked on my channel. It's also on the TEDx channel. Um, my TED Talk is one of the things I am most proud of. So it. thank you for the support for that. Thank you, Law Nerds, for being here. We have got to take a quick break. Court resumes in 15 minutes. So we need to go. This is not a drill. I will see you back here in 15 minutes. If you're in the text crew, you'll get a link. I will share it on social. And if you just are on my channel, it'll link right over there now. Conversation starts now. Uh, take care of yourselves. We'll be right back. Connect with me everywhere. I'm at the Emily D. Baker. If you guys want to join the text, just text She's Emily. Awesome, man. <clears throat> doing a great job. Um, where's the, uh, there's no fucking... Slow mode is on it. Like it, she, Emily doesn't want me to post on on our chats. Great job, Emily. I am comedian covering the case. with you in my podcast I don't think it'll let me um oh it did it did allow me to do that it did allow me to <coughs> alright I'm gonna take a picture of that let me post that
Oh shit, I didn't, I forgot I was podcasting. <laughs> well, um, there you go. If you want to join the channel, lawnerdsunite.com, happy to have you. That's really, um, very endearing. Uh, let's see, Law and Crime Network. Let's go. What? Connect to the internet. Oh, suck it. Ah, there we go. Uh, day 19. Eve's Giant is basically freedom. It's a giant open universe where you can do whatever you want. Okay. You can. Um. Right. I don't know what sci-fi stuff. I thought it was a Gaia ad. That's why I allowed it to play for a few seconds. Cause I uh, give free advertising on my show to Gaia. Please get your subscription. It's only 12 bucks a month. Best programming in the universe. Check it out. It is the best. And I do shows on Gaia using it as a research tool. Spiritual research. Esoteric research into our human origins. You know, it used to always kind of annoy me that philosophy was taken up. But, I mean, to me, it seemed kind of like a, um, trite question, like, what is the reason for our, uh, what's, uh, who are we, and what is the reason for our existence? Okay, they're just, like, sipping coffee out of the mug. I wonder if he's, he's got, uh, yeah, he's got rings on. And <clears throat> the way he drank that, I'm wondering if it was, uh, um, whiskey. Now you can at least Although, drink since COVID, I haven't wants. been doing that. And have you published any scholarly articles? Yes, I have okay. two published articles, one related to um, computer security and another relating to um, antitrust enforcement the using metadata? technology. And what experience do you have in statistical or forensic analysis of social media? Um, a bunch of the consulting work I've done uh, involves uh, analyzing data from social media. Um, most of them have been um, consulting for litigation. Some of them are consulting for non-litigation. Um, yeah. And does that work both in civil and criminal matters? Yes. Welcome to the Johnny Dukes new GF show. And so today I'm covering day 19 of the case. This defamation case. She did defame him. I've counseled him to. Uh, and could you describe the work just a bit more in terms of what you performed regarding statistical or forensic analysis of social media? 
I can't talk about the specific cases because I haven't specified them, and some of them are awaiting indictment, most likely. But in general, it's really the same sort of stuff I've been doing here, analyzing data from the social networks. And what social media platforms have you performed forensic analysis? All of the major ones. What are the major ones? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. How much of your expert work is for plaintiffs versus work for defendants? Well, I don't consider myself working for either plaintiff or defendant. I take my role as an independent expert extremely seriously. But looking at whose counsel has hired me over the nine or so years I've been doing this, it's almost exactly equal. And how many times have you been a consulting expert? Including litigation and non-litigation, hundreds. How many times have you been qualified in court, arbitration, or in sworn court testimony to provide expert testimony? Eight times. I'm going to be an expert. Have you ever been disqualified as an expert by a court? Let me be an expert. Do you believe that your testimony will be helpful in assisting the jury understand the facts of this case? I do. Your Honor, at this time, I tender Mr. Schnell as an expert in the fields of statistical and forensic analysis of social media. I'm an expert in opinion. Any objection? Your Honor, can we be heard? Do you want to void here? Yes, I do. Okay, you can void here. Thanks. Did you hear that? I'm an expert in opining. Sir, my name's Wayne Dennison. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You may hear an analysis of certain tweets and hashtags, right? Right. And you made no effort to connect those tweets and hashtags to the statements made by Adam Waldman. I'll sustain the objection. The void here is just for his qualifications as an expert. Can we be heard, Your Honor? If you want to come forward. You say what? That's going to be your girl. Right. Welcome back to the Beogal show with hashtag all caps. Johnny D for Prez. Johnny D for Prez. All right. So, Mr. Dennison, do you have any objection to moving in as an expert? No. All right. Then I'll move him in as an expert in statistical and forensic analysis of social media. Okay. Yes, sir. Your question. Mr. Schnell, what were you asked to do in this matter? So, I was asked to do several things. I used the official Twitter APIs to bring in data over several different time spans. Initially, it was April of 2020 to January of 2021. And analyzed various hashtags and things like that. And what is significant about April 2020? I understand that April 2020 is related to the alleged defamatory statements by Mr. Waldman. And 
you talked about APIs. What, what, is it, what does that mean? So API stands for Application Programming Interface. Um, that is a service that's provided by companies like Twitter so that um, professionals can write programs to uh, query Twitter to ask for various things. In this case, I use two of their APIs. One of them is called the Search API, and that allows you to give search terms, and it will return all the tweets containing those search terms through a certain date range. The other one is called Accounts API, and I use that, um, again, through a certain date range to return any tweet that contained that hashtag. And, you just, and I should add that it, it may not be obvious why you need to do this, but if you just do a search on Twitter itself, it's not going to return everything. It's going to return a subset of what is out there. Um, but using these APIs, which you pay a lot of money for, uh, they sort of guarantee that you'll, you'll almost guarantee that you'll get everything. And you mentioned hashtags. I know a lot of people know what those are, but for those who don't, what's a hashtag? Well, hashtags are um, a function of Twitter. They're really just part of the text of a tweet um, or, or profile, and it, it's convenient to put things in hashtags so that when somebody searches, um, they can search for a particular hashtag and it'll, it'll come up. And um, did you uh, choose particular ha hashtags to search for? I did. And how did you choose which hashtags to use? Well, initially I was looking at uh, tweets that would be negative towards Ms. Heard. So um, I looked through uh, tweets that were negative towards Ms. Heard and I found that uh, a super majority of them were using one of four different hashtags. And so overall, what did your analysis find regarding negative Johnny. hashtags about Ms. Heard? Let, let me guess what two of them, justice for Johnny Depp and hashtags, Johnny Depp is fucking innocent. How about that? I bet I, I guess two of them. Um, 20 yeah, until Depp. the end of January 2021. Well, there were over 1,243,000 and change um, uses of those hashtags during that time frame you just mentioned. And did you perform an analysis of the negative hashtags from April 2020 until January 2022? Yes, I did. And what was the result of that? There were over another million, so you know, 2.38 million, I think. And how did you determine that the tweets were negative about misheard? Well, you know, I hadn't been asked that until. Here, let me answer that. <laughs> I'll answer that as the expert on Ms. Kuntz. Um, that, uh, yeah. Um, I'll let you continue. Later on in this, but um, I. I would, I would guess that. It would say that Amber's a cunt, or a bitch, or narcissistic uh, gold digger. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of the um, the search the search words that would come up associated with her gold digger. Um, oh um Aquaman too. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, probably look for that. Definitely look for that because she doesn't want to. She didn't want to lose her job on, on Aquaman 2. Ha ha. Ha ha. Three million people. Thank you, three million people. You're fucking adorable. That's wonderful, man. You know, that's, those three million people give me faith in humanity. But yeah, there are lots of good 
people out there and who can recognize another decent person, another who have some kind of like uh, powers of observation, some kind of powers of observation. I, I don't understand, uh, you know, like I want to, I want to interview, um, I want to interview an Amber, Amber, uh, pro Amber latest. <laughs> If you're pro Amber, uh, please contact me so we can have we'll have a civil conversation. Um, I just want to ask you some questions about what what makes you say that. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, I won't say that. During our well, maybe I will. I can't. No, nothing's off off the table though. Um, I think any person who is sincerely in defense of Amber or on, in Amber's camp probably lesbian and um, hates men like Amber and a man-hating lesbian, so yeah, a man-hating lesbian would probably take Amber's side. Or perhaps, like if there's an earnest Amber camp person out there, uh, maybe they were traumatized by um, the same kind of claims that she is claiming that he did against her, so and they, they just can't, they're gullible. They're extremely gullible. You have to be fucking extremely gullible. And, um, I guess also maybe there's an element of it like once you once you've made your mind once you've fallen for her story then it makes it impossible for these very gullible people to un to realize oh hmm, I made a mistake you know she's caught it she's admitting on tape herself like hitting him witness reports multitude of times she was the abuser so if they were if someone somebody's able to um, I mean the most ignorant and uneducated would stick to their guns literally <laughs> I, I didn't think that that would be in controversy I mean some of these hashtags are are, are pretty rude and uh it, yeah, like it, it would really surprise me that anyone Hashtag would think Mr. that they wouldn't be negative towards Ms. Heard, but okay? when um, when I was asked about it Amber later, Turks. I took a random sampling and, and looked at them and, and could not find any that were not negative towards Ms. Heard. <laughs> and what was the random sampling yeah. that you used? <laughs> I did two of them. They were a thousand each. And how did you determine which thousand uh, tweets to use in, to review in each search? I wrote a program that Whoa. truly selected them at random. And in, in your experience, uh, is 2,000 tweets a meaningful sample? If they're chosen at random in this in this universe, yes. Okay. In addition to the four hashtags for Miss Heard, did you um, review any other? Did you look at any other hashtags? I did. And what hashtags? Did, what type of hashtags did you look for? I looked at what I found to be six hashtags that would be negative towards Mr. Depp. Okay, but Michelle, could you put up um, demonstrative one? Public opinion, which is was, on the fifth uh, page of Mr. of attachment four of Mr. Schnell's uh, expert designation. 
um, that again, again, overwhelming response is, uh, from the public on social medias. As I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it every day. It's overwhelming. It's like 90% pro Johnny. There's like, you know, 20, 30% max uh, support for Miss Turds. The rest, the rest of them, and it's a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> it's beautiful to see this overwhelming re positive response for our hero, Johnny Deep. Um, Mr. Mr. Schnell, did you create this chart? I did. And what data is this chart based on? This is based on the um, the search. API from Twitter, and it rolls up um, the number of tweets with the various hashtags by month of, e of yeah. these two years. What, what is, yeah, three years. Your Honor, I'd like to uh, make this a demonstrative Chanel, uh, Chanel demonstrative one, or do you want it to be a... If I could get it one of the numbers since it's going to be part of the record, just... Okay. Um, can... Objection. Relevance. Can we call it Chanel Demonstrative 1 and then I will give you a number? I, well, the last number I have is 1837. I don't know. Do we know if that's the last? Uh... Can we make it? Can we? How about we make it 1900? 1900. That way it's not. How can we just make it 1900? That's perfect. Okay. All right. 1900 it is. Any objections to Demonstrative? No, you're right. All right. You can call the sect. And is this the is this the chart you made, uh, Mr. Schnell? It is. Okay. And the at the top here there are hashtags that are in yellow. You see that? I do. Okay. And if we go all the way to the to the right, um, well first let's let's scroll over to the left here. I apologize. You see, in 2020, there's the months of June and July. I do. Okay. And what it, what are these columns? First, tell the jury what they represent. So each of these is. Right, we're back with the Just for Governor show. I'm covering this weird expert dude who's talking, who's analyzing the media support or um, lack of support. Um, uh, well, comments and Twitter. Uh, I don't quite understand. I don't understand the relevance of this. In fact, you know, I would raise my hand and say, irrelevance, object, Your Honor. Sure. You can see that June is, is about at its steady state. Um, in July, there's also a remarkable jump. And that's for all three of those hashtags? That's correct. And the, and the hashtags, if we, if the hashtags that are in blue are the ones related to, to Mr. Depp, correct? Correct. Okay. Oh, by the way, what is your understanding of when the last alleged defamatory statement was made by Mr. Uh, Depp through Mr. Waldman? Oh, what? My understanding is that it was the end of June of that year. Of 2020? Yes. Now, looking at the hashtags that are highlighted in blue for Mr. Depp, for the months of November, December, November 13, and December 2018 January of 2019, Negative comments. what is your analysis? 13,000, almost 14,000 negative comments against Ms. Hurd. 
and to 1061 so like less than 10 percent of them seven six or seven percent and johnny johnny's yeah one thousand a little over a thousand what does your analysis show well, i see a, a remarkable jump in november of yeah, 2018 and then it starts to, well, it goes way down in December of, 19, of 18 and January of 19. And do you know Why when Mr. Heard wrote the op-ed? Studying this. My understanding it was, is that it was December of 2018. And if we go to November of 2020 for the hashtags related to Mr. Depp, um, if you see the difference between October of 2020 and November of 2020, what do you see there? Objection. I also see a large jump from October to November of 2020. Okay. And if we look at the um, last hashtag in blue that says Johnny Depp is a wife beater, what does that show in terms, what did your analysis find in terms of tweets without those hashtags? It looks to me that also, I mean, there are none uh, prior to, well, little here and there, there, there are single digit ones, but prior to November of 2020, there are basically none, and then it jumps up to over 2,000. And do you know what happened in November of 2020? My understanding is that's when the UK trial ended. Okay, we can take this down. And can you put up um, demonstrative two, which will make 1901, if it, which will identify as 1901? That's fine, 1901. Any objection? No, Your Honor. All right, 1901 can be published. And Mr. Mr. Banya, um, what, is, what data is this chart based on? Oh, <laughs> I did the same thing. Mr. Schnell, what data is this chart based on? Uh, this chart is actually based on the data we um, just looked at, uh, but out until um, January of 2022, um, and it's it's just another way of displaying the numbers in graphical form so that we can see peaks and valleys. And what are the what are the dotted what are the dotted lines? So if you look at the top, you can you can see um, that the dashed lines are uh, the negative uh, hashtags towards Ms. Heard, and the solid ones are the negative hashtags towards Mr. Depp. And, and what do you, what is being shown here? What do you, in your analysis, what is shown with the uh, tweets related to Ms. Hurt? Um, well, you can see that there's a huge uh, spike in February of 2020, which I believe uh, Mr. Waldman just testified that that's when he leaked an audio tape of some kind. There's also um, a notable, remarkable spike in July of 2020 in November, of 2020 and then in March of 2021. And the spike in February 2020, um, that that came before the alleged defamatory statements, correct? Which one? The, sorry, the spike in, in yeah February 2020. That is correct. And even though that spike came in before the uh, alleged defamatory statements, um, even taking account for that spike, what time period has more negative tweets about Ms. Heard before or after April 2020? 
Right. So even taking into account this this really large spike in February of 2020, and you look at from the beginning of 2018 until the beginning of 2022, there are a majority of the negative tweets are between April of 2020 through the beginning of 2022. And do you recall at your deposition being asked that a spike that a spike in negative hashtags occurring before April 8th, right before April 8th, 2020? Objection here, sir. I would ask about his attorney. I remember questions regarding particular dates, yes. And what's your understanding as to why there was more negative tweets in April 6th and April 7th than April 8th, 2020? Objection, no foundation. Was there more negative tweets in April 6th, on April 6th and April 7th than in April 8th, 2020, as it relates to Ms. Hurd? Right. If you look at the day-by-day counts, which I supplied to Mr. Depp, you can see that there's a spike that begins on April 6th and goes for a few days. So April 6th is, to my understanding, before what people are calling the alleged defamatory statement. And did you look at the tweets for April 6th and April 7th? I did. And what did you find? I found that there are Waldman statements that are the same as on the 8th, on the 6th, and the 7th. The Daily Mail on the 6th and Vanity Fair on the 7th. What terms were they used? Well, hoax is... Okay. Well, we have your argument. Thank you. I think abuse hoax is used in one of them. I don't have it in front of me, but generally speaking, in the 7th, I think it's the same exact terms that are used in the one on the 8th. But the 6th may be slightly different, but it has the word hoax. Okay. If we can go to the second page of this demonstrative. What's being shown in the second page of this demonstrative? So this is generally... Let's look at how her op-ed in the fucking Washington Post created a spike in anti-Johnny Depp comments. Okay. Washington Post op-eds created a spike in anti-Johnny comments. Okay. More comments. On the blue house. It's the same data as the first one, but I've removed one hashtag, the Justice for Johnny Depp hashtag, because it kind of overwhelms all the others because there are so many of them. And by removing it, it sort of rescales the graph and you can see the others much better. And even though they looked really tiny in the previous page, you can see that they're big numbers, you know, over 100,000 and stuff. So this really, this shows... And if you look between the two, you can see that the curves are the same. So it shows like a mathematical correlation between all the hashtags. So what do you mean by mathematical correlation? Well, the numbers go up and down at the same place. So 
So I'm understanding the hashtags are essentially all going up and down at the same times? Correct. Okay. Thank you. And can we put up uh, demonstrative exhibit three? 1902? 1902, That's yes, fine. thank you. All right, any objection to 1902? No, there's a demonstrative. Yes, okay, you can publish that. Mr. Sh Mr. Chanel, did you create this chart? I did. And what, what does this chart show? So what I did was I, I took the data that I supplied uh, to Mr. Depp, uh, which was the original data from April of 2020 through January of 2021, and I searched it uh, for certain key terms, um, specifically hoax, fake, and fraud. And that's, that's what it's representing. The top part, anyway. And the top part, if you look at the, for hoax, fake, and fraud within the, and this is within the negative hashtags or it's misheard? Right, this is only searching through the ones that have one of these four hashtags in them. Okay, and and if you look at the total, oops, I'm putting that in black, let's clear that. Oh, you saw the line there, what's the total number of um, times it was used in the, in the negative tweets, either hoax, fake, or fraud? 81,121. And did you perform any other searches on the data? Yes. And what, what searches did you perform? So I also looked in that same data um, for references to Waldman by itself, or Wald and then followed by anything, followed by Mignon or Minions, Minion, depending how you want to pronounce it, sort of a portmanteau of Waldman and Filet Mignon, I guess, or Minions. Um, and looked for those in, in the same data. And in terms of the percentage of the amount of times Waldman or Waldmignon was used in the negative hashtags from April 2020 is through, is it January 2021? The percent? Uh, yeah, what's the percentage? Yeah, so I found over 25% of the, the neg negative hashtag tweets were one out of every four on average had either uh, Waldman or Waldman Young. And I see you ran searches for hoax, fake fraud, rather than abuse hoax in quotes or sexual violence hoax in quotes. Why, why didn't you run those searches? Objection compound. Overrule. So I, um, so if I, if I put them in quotes like that, say, say abuse hoax in quotes, that would require that it show up in exactly that way, with the same spacing and the same order. So if it said something like there was abuse and there was a hoax, it wouldn't get caught. Um, so if I take the quotes out and search for them separately, search for things separately, I'll, that'll cover it and make sure that I catch everything. And based on your analysis of, of these searches within the ha negative hashtags, um, what, are the, what are the results of these searches mean? Well, um, obviously, I can't read what's in people's minds, but um, you know, when when I read the um, the disclosure of Mr. Depp's expert, Mr. Banya, he stated that if these terms, uh, in particular the Waldman uh, Waldman term, um, objection hearsay, he's an expert. No, if if these terms had shown up um, a lot of times in the negative hashtag tweets, then that could show that um, they were you know, paraphrasing the impetus of um, why people tweeted these. So I sort of adopted uh, Mr. Banya's opinion on that, 
and um, found this large number. So I, I agree with, with Mr. Depp's expert that this could show um, a substantial correlation. And to what level of confidence do you hold the opinions you just provided to the jury? To a reasonable degree of scientific certainty. Uh, thank you, Mr. Schnell. I have no further questions. All right, cross-examination. Sir, this is the first time that you've testified as an expert as in the field of statistical and forensic analysis of social media, isn't it? I've consulted on litigation for it, but it never got to testimony. That's correct. This is your first testimony? Testimony, yes. And this is, and you've never been involved in a defamation case before? That's correct. And you're being compensated for your time here today and the work you did, correct? Berkeley Research Group is being compensated, yes. At $600 an hour? That's what they're getting paid. Right. And you're aware that Mr. Depp is being sued based on allegedly defamatory statements. What are the dates of those statements? My understanding is it's, there was something around April 8th, I believe April 27th and June 24th, somewhere in the end of June. Okay. So, and where do you understand those statements to have resided? In the public media. In any particular article or? I didn't consider that. So you're not offering an opinion on how widely the articles that contain those statements were read? That's correct. And you're not offering an opinion as to how many people actually saw the language that's been attributed to Mr. Walton? Only a minimum number of people who could have seen it based on the tweets that referenced him. Okay. And you don't know even where those references appear in the articles? I'm not sure what you mean. There are statements by Mr. Walton that appear in articles. Do you understand that? I do. Do you know in what portion of the articles the statements appear? I've looked at the articles and from that I've seen where they appear. And where in general do they appear? In the middle, the end? What's your sense? That I'm not sure of. I mean, the ones I looked at on the 6th and 7th, I think they were towards the top. So you testified that you reviewed a number of hashtags that you deemed were negative towards Ms. Hurd. That's right? Yes. And the four you picked, at least the negative ones, justice for Johnny Depp, that's from one of them, right? That's right. Amber Hurd is an abuser. That's one of them? That is one of them. We just don't like you, Amber. That's one of them? That is one of them. And the last one was Amber Turd, right? That is another one. Okay. And these four hashtags you identified and searched for, you have no, you don't believe they have any connection or you testified that you have no connection to these three Waldman statements. The hashtags aren't connected to Waldman, right? I did an additional analysis that did show how many of those had Waldman 
connected to them, and I found that one out of four of them did. Right. But when you were deposed, you were asked whether, whether these were related, these particular hashtags were related to any of the Wallman statements, and, and you said no at that time. I said more than that. I, I did. I said I, I said I didn't know, and then and then I said um, I'm basing my. Uh, I, I'm looking at Mr. Banya's opinion where he says they would be if they were in large number, and I'm, I'm adopting his opinion and agreeing with him that they must be connected. So, so you're adopting an opinion that hasn't been rendered in this case yet by anybody but you. Well, I know that Mr. Banya has testified. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is I know that Mr. Banya, Mr. Banya's disclosure says that he is expected to come to that opinion. Right. But the only person who's ever expressed this opinion to date in this courtroom is you, correct? I, w I wouldn't know. I haven't watched everything. I've watched a bit. So you're, you're adopting your own opinion. Um, no, I'm adopting the opinion that I read in Mr. Banya's disclosure. And that's not the opinion that you had during your deposition. I think I did make reference in my deposition to uh, what Mr. Banya said and, and that I agreed with it. All right. And you indicated in deposition you didn't take into account statements made in the media, correct? Made in what? I couldn't use You said you did, you did not take into account in your analysis statements made in the media. Media. Um, yes, in the analysis where I gathered data and decided which data to gather, I did not take into account statements in the media. What's right. you, so you looked at data, you produced charts, you did analysis relating to the data, but you had no reason at the time you did this to consider any particular statements. Isn't that true? That's true. I think that's a, a, an appropriate scientific methodology to not uh, to first get, gather as much data as possible and then drill down on the data. All right. And the Twitter data you collected shows that the four hashtags you would you identified were in existence before Mr. Waldman made the first statement in April 2020, right? That's correct. Right. In very small number. But but justice for Johnny Depp has been around since 2013, correct? Um, that sounds correct. Yeah. Amber Heard is an abuser, and Amber Turd first appeared in 2016, correct? I don't recall, actually. Right. Do you recall if there was any portion of Mr. Waldman's statement that made any reference to Amber Turd? Not that I've seen. Right. Uh, people can form a negative view of Ms. Heard without reading Mr. Waldman's statements, correct? People can form a negative opinion of anyone without reading anything. That's correct. And you didn't consider whether there was negative publicity around misheard other than the Waldman statements. Well, my, what I did was to report on uh, correlation uh, with with these hashtags and certain search terms in particular. I wasn't trying to read anyone's mind as to why they used them. You didn't form any opinion that of, of the million tweets, million plus tweets that you looked at, um, were connected in some way to Mr. Waldman's statements. I did eventually, yes. You, you didn't. You did eventually after you read somebody else's report relative to testimony that hasn't been given here. Well, I did it before my deposition. Uh, 
You have a demonstrative that counsel played for you. Can we put up plaintiff's 1901 again? This is yours, right? Correct. The biggest spikes, by far the biggest spikes here, are attributable to what hashtag? Justice for Johnny Jepp hashtag. And there are spikes that existed considerably before Mr. Waldman's statement. You were asked about that by counsel? One of them did. That was the date that Mr. Waldman leaked the audio tape. The biggest spike was before the statements. Right, the date he leaked the audio. And then there were many statements that, or there are many hashtags, uses of the hashtag, that follow the statements. You'll have to be more specific. Well, so you looked at a million two of these hashtags, right? Right. In your chart, didn't 980,000 of these plus belong to Justice for Johnny Depp? That sounds about right. You'd have to show me, but I'll take your word for it. But the vast majority of them were Justice for Johnny Depp. A majority of them were. Well, it wasn't the majority so large that you had to draw another chart? The reason for drawing another chart is because the numbers were high at particular points, so you wouldn't be able to see the other hashtags. Right. Literally, this is your chart, and all of the other activity at the bottom you barely see in comparison to the hashtag Justice for Johnny Depp. Right. As I testified, you can barely see them because of the spikes in the Justice for Johnny Depp hashtag. But when you look at the other chart, you can see that those others are still very large numbers. So you're not offering any opinion as to what caused these spikes? That's correct. So you're not opining as to why these spikes are there? I'm only talking about correlation. Right. You're talking about a mathematical connection. That's right. Right. And you don't purport to be in anybody's head such that you know why they did a particular post with a particular hashtag? That's correct. There's a second spike that appears to be in July of 2020. Yes, the pointer was pointing to a different one, but yes. Were you aware there was a trial in the UK in 2020? I'm aware. And in July? You're saying it was in July? No, but as of the time of that spike, there was publicity around the trial, correct? I don't know how much publicity there was. I know the trial was going on then. There are a number of things called out in your chart relative to particular dates, December 17th, February 11th, February 14th. You see all those? I do. And your chart makes absolutely no reference to and does not identify the dates of any of the Waldman statements, does it, sir? No, it doesn't call those out, if that's what you're asking. It calls out a whole bunch of other dates, but nothing 
relative to the Waldman statements? Correct. All right. At some time, at some point, you ran searches for additional search terms, hoax, fraud. I think you said fake. And then you don't know why those terms appeared, do you? I'm not sure what you mean by that question. Are you asking me? You could not perform a scientific analysis of the reason why those terms appeared in the tweets you were looking at. Right. I could only show mathematical correlation. You could show a correlation, but you don't have any idea why they're there. I can't get into people's heads. Right. And just because the tweet contains one of the terms does not mean the tweet was in some way prompted by Mr. Waldman, right? Well, there are a few things I searched for, the ones you just mentioned, and then the Waldman and Waldman-Yohn terms. So, you know, it's not that big a stretch to say that it's related to Mr. Waldman if it's his name and Waldman-Yohn or Minion. Wait a minute. Is the new standard it's not that big a stretch? No. I'm trying to speak. Yes. So you're not suggesting that you know why Mr. Waldman's name appeared in any of these tweets? Well, if you look at the tweets that have Waldman-Yohn, you know, and I looked at a large sample of them. A large sample is 2,000 out of a million two. No, I looked at more than that of these. But that's another thing that I wouldn't expect to be in controversy. You know, when people are saying that they're part of the Waldman-Yohns or things like that, I would expect everybody to agree without arguing that it has to do with Mr. Waldman. Nobody asked whether it had anything to do with Mr. Waldman. I'm wondering, how do you know that it had anything to do with Mr. Waldman's statements? But I was under the impression, I was informed that nobody really knew who Mr. Waldman was before all of this. So I wouldn't expect it to be anything else. I didn't think it was in controversy. It wasn't in controversy whether everyone knew who Mr. Waldman was? Is that your testimony? No, I'm saying it wasn't in controversy that if somebody was suddenly talking about him, that it had to do with this case. All right. But again, it's not, did it have to do with this case? It's, did it have to do with the allegedly defamatory statements? You have no idea, do you, sir? I can't get into anyone's mind. I can only talk about the science of it. Right. And so you identify all of these hashtags as negative towards Ms. Hurd, right? Right. Justice for Johnny Depp is not negative towards Ms. Hurd, is it? No, but the tweets that use that hashtag are. No, but the hashtag itself, the hashtag that predominates through your analysis is not, in fact, negative towards Ms. Hurd. I'm not talking, I'm not opining on the hashtag itself. I'm talking about the tweets that contain that hashtag. But the hashtag itself is not negative. That's not part of my opinion, one way or the other. Do you have an opinion as to whether justice for Johnny Depp is a good thing? That's not part of my assignment. Okay. 
But you'll agree with me justice in general is a good thing? Big fan of justice. All right, me too. No further questions. All right, redirect. Okay, yes, sir. Um, you, Mr. Schnell, you reviewed um, a, a large sampling of tweets of justice for Johnny Depp, correct? I did. And the, tw and the tweets that had the hashtag justice for Johnny Depp, how many of them were negative toward Ms. Heard? All of them. Okay. Um, and what percentage of the tweets with negative hashtags between April 2020 and January 31st, 2021 contain the terms Waldman or Waldman Young? Over. Overruled a lot. Over 25%. One out of four. And in your analysis, how far in time do the tweets containing the terms Waldman or Waldman Young go? Like how far to, to now? Well, Beyond the scope of cross. He was asking about. Um, so I, I think I disclosed at my deposition that I that I looked further into um, 2022 and um, found that it continued to go on. I don't didn't see any end to it at all. Okay. And based on your analysis, again, what period of time had more negative tweets against Ms. Heard before or after April 2020? It was clearly um, double as many from April to 2021. And that's even including the February 2020 spike, correct? That's right. So that's which and that happened before April, obviously. So even if you put that in there, it's still a lot more after April of, uh, of 2020. And there are fewer months in that time period. I think there are 20 or 15 months in that time period and 27 months in the, in the first part. And based on your analysis, what, if any, end do you see to the negative tweets toward Ms. Hurd? Objection, no foundation. Based on his analysis up until the time? I'll sustain the objection. Okay. Did you see any, based on your analysis, did you, at the end of the time of your, of your analysis, what was happening with the negative tweets toward Ms. Hurd? To continue to go on. Okay. Mr. Chanel, after your cross-examination, have any of your opinions in this matter changed? No, they've not. Thank you. Nothing. All right. All right. So you can have a seat in the courtroom where you're free to go. Okay, sir. Thank you. All right. Your next witness. Okay, sure. Began services counsel to the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee, where I served through uh, about mid 2000. And what, if any, service did you have to the secretary, uh, the legal affairs secretary to the governor, Pete Wilson? Uh, from about March 1997 to January of 1999, I was counsel to then Governor Pete Wilson 
and my specific title was Deputy Legal Affairs Secretary. Have you been recognized for your career achievements since you have been an attorney? Uh, I'll say immodestly, yes, in uh, various ways that uh, lawyers are from time to time in magazines and publications and whatnot. And what, if any, uh, uh, recognition have you received as one of the top 100 attorneys uh, in California? The legal paper annually puts out a list of the top 100 attorneys in California, and I've been fortunate to be selected as one of those uh, for many years. And what, if any, recognition you had as being a super lawyer in California? Uh, same answer, except that's, I believe it's called Los Angeles Lawyer Magazine. I, I could have that wrong, but again, annually they put out a list of their super lawyers. Are you also a member of the American College of Trial Lawyers? I am. What what is one of the what is the one of the qualifications for becoming a member being invited to be a fellow of the American College of Trial Lawyers? Sure. So the, the college reaches out to individual lawyers who distinguish themselves and generally occupy the top one percent of law practice. And it's an organization dedicated to the development of professionalism within the practice of law. I'm going to now turn to Amber Heard, and I'm going to ask you, Mr. Joyce, how long have you known Amber Heard? Um, I have known Amber Heard, gosh, it's got to be a good five years. I'm going to be referring to an op-ed, and I'm going to use the term op-ed, it's obviously an opinion editorial uh, that uh, Amber Heard uh, ended up uh, ultimately publishing with the ACLU, and so in the Washington Post, December 18, 2018. Um, so as I go through and ask these questions, I'm going to be using just the term op-ed. Will you be comfortable with me using op-ed and understand it to mean that particular publication on December 18, 2018? Sure. So what, if any, legal representation did you provide to Ms. Heard relating to the op-ed? She presented to me a draft of the op-ed and asked for my counsel in terms of reviewing it, uh, editing it, and finalizing it for publication. When is the first time Amber Heard reached out to you in connection with the op-ed and reviewing the op-ed? It was certainly within the time frame of December 6, 2018. In connection with the op-ed, what, if anything, was your objective in representing Amber Heard with respect to the review and revision of the op-ed? I reviewed it and spent some significant time on it to make sure that there would be no meritorious claim that could be brought against her in connection with a defamation or related type of tort claim and ideally with that in mind to minimize the possibility of her ever being sued in connection with publishing it. So 
Mr. George, I'm going to ask you to take a look at exhibit number nine. Yes. Are you familiar with this document? I am. Please describe what it is. Uh, as its title, it's a judgment of dissolution of the marriage between Amber Heard and Mr. Depp. Were you familiar with this document and its contents when you represented Amber Heard relating to the review of the op-ed? Yes. And what was your objective in representing and advising Amber Heard on the op-ed in connection with this stipulated judgment of dissolution of marriage? She blew me. So uh, my objective was to make sure that there would be no meritorious claim that could be brought against Ms. Heard in connection with the publication of an op-ed, whether that is a tort related to, say, defamation or something uh, akin to it, uh, but also including any contract-based breach claim uh, arising in connection with the judgment. And what, if any... What if any indication? So she thought she was going to play that thin line between um, defaming him and getting sued for defaming him. So, yeah, she got one of the best lawyers in the country to do that. I mean, that shows premeditated did you have from Amber Heard during that time frame that Amber did not intend to follow your, your advice or did not care if she was in a compromising position or might be at legal risk? So let me answer that this way. Uh, really two points. Number one, uh, there was never anything that she said to me to the effect that uh, she was willing to run some risk of being sued or that she wouldn't listen to my counsel or anything of that sort. Uh, number two, that uh, she affirmatively did follow in all instances my counsel with respect to these particular edits. What, if any, legal advice provided by you to Amber Heard respecting the Washington Post op-ed was disregarded by Amber Heard? None, to my knowledge. What if any legal advice provided by you to Amber Heard respecting the Washington Post op-ed was followed by Amber, Amber Heard? All of it. What, if any, legal advice did you provide to Amber Heard in connection with the drafting and publication of the op-ed that was not made in good faith by you? I, I acted in good faith throughout and with the best of my abilities. All right, your next witness. <clears throat> yes, Your Honor, we have Jessica Kovacevic. She's uh, Amber's agent. And that's approximately 27 minutes. Why is the last name for me? <laughs> that's a tough one. K-O-V-A-C-E-V-I-C. -E All right. Thank you. Just like Indy Good afternoon, Ms. Kovacevic. And Ms. Kovacevic, do you know that you were... Um, here today 
in your personal capacity and also as a representative of your agency, WME? I do. Ms. Kovacevic, uh, what do you do for work? I'm a talent agent. Would you please describe in just very general terms what a talent agent does generally? Generally, you procure work. How much you want to bet she's also a lesbian? And uh, so that she got, uh, and she's bringing the Amber. And so I'm so Amber got her to testify in her favor. Um, for your clients, you um, make introductions, you read their scripts, you negotiate their deals. And I take it Ms. Hurd is one of your clients? Yes. Did Ms. Hurd have a successful career at the time you began working with her? No. Yes. And over the period uh, that you've worked uh, for, with Ms. Hurd as her agent, what have your job responsibilities entailed? Um, like I mentioned before, introducing her to producers and directors, writers, um, studio executives, um, procuring work for her, uh, introducing her, just introducing her to people that can employ her, and then negotiating her deals, and then dealing with whatever happens on uh, while she is working, anything that arises that needs dealing with. Did you ever, at any point in time, see Mr. Depp? hit Miss Heard? No. Were you working with Miss Heard when she was cast in the original Aquaman? She was cast in, I was, she was cast in Justice League first, and then the deal was to be in Justice League, the first Aquaman and the second Aquaman. Um, here's a question. Was she also in, uh, cast in uh, Gone Girl? Aquaman. Did you assist Ms. Hurd in procuring the role of Mira in Aquaman? Yes. Was Aquaman a successful movie? Extremely. Was Ms. Hurd's performance in the film well-received critically? Yes. Were there any negative views about Ms. Hurd's performance in Aquaman? In the press, you mean? Or what do you mean specifically? Well, in the press or otherwise? No, there weren't any negative. As her talent agent, did you attempt to renegotiate Ms. Hurd's salary for Aquaman 2? Yes. Uh, when did you do that? We did that uh, around this time last year. Why did you attempt to renegotiate it at all? It's standard to uh, renegotiate. Uh, these types of deals. Uh, it's normal practice. Um, when a movie, I mean, when Aquaman came out, it was the most successful movie of all time ever. Um, so even more so for that reason, but for any successful franchise movie, when you make um, a three or four picture deal like we did um, in success, uh, it's typical to go back and renegotiate the deal. And now getting to your point, why did you choose to do it last year at this time? Um, because that's when her option was exercised. And when you did get around to trying to negotiate, um, you and WME successful in doing that? Correct. Uh, when did he call Warner Brothers to renegotiate uh, the next film? 
It would have been the end of February last year. What year was that, 2021? Yes. At some point, was there were there press reports that Ms. Heard was getting released from Aquaman 2? There were uh, online rumors for a while that she was being replaced. When did you first hear about those? Um, first, I don't know exactly when, but it, it was way before, before it was it was way before this. It was maybe even a year before this, six months before maybe. So nobody ever told you that Warner Brothers misrepresented the reason that they were replacing Ms. Hurd, correct? Why? No, why would they? Did there come a time when Ms. Hurd was restored to her role in Aquaman 2? Yes. At that time, uh, what were the terms of her restoration to Aquaman 2? The financial terms? Yes. Uh, she was going to be making $2 million on the, on the second film. Was that consistent with the original contract? Yes. Is this consistent with what uh, Warner Brothers originally gave as the rationale for not using her in Aquaman 2? The, the lack of chemistry between her and Jason? Yes. Yes. So um, did there come a time when WME came to understand that uh, Ms. Hurd's role as Mira in, in Aquaman 2 was diminished in some way? When she was sent the script, uh, she was sent the script directly, which is the common practice for these films. You're aware that Ms. Hurd has a contract with L'Oreal, correct? Yes. Uh, were you working with Ms. Hurd when she signed that contract? Yes. What's a bot? Uh, a bot is a, a fake account that's created to execute a certain objective. What, um, what is your educational background since high school? College. Uh, what college did you attend? NYU. What year did you graduate? 2005. What was your major? Communications. When WME first began working with Ms. Hurd as her talent agent, uh, you said she had had some success. How well known was Ms. Hurd? Um, she was pretty famous. Um, she was within the industry. You could call anyone and they knew who she was. Um, so she had a, a certain level of, of fame. She had starred in movies and shows already by that point. Okay, going back and taking a wider lens, you know, over the time that you've, the several years you've worked for, with Ms. Hurd, how would you characterize the arc of her career? Um, I would say she was a known actress when I started working with her. Um, I said she was someone that you could call executives and producers and people about everyone, you know, knew her name. Um, she hadn't yet like reached um, big star status, but she was definitely, um, you know, she, she could get the lead of an independent movie. She could get the lead of a TV series. 
um, when I worked with her, we, we st slowly started to like strategically, you know, have her work on, on more prestigious projects and work with, you know, uh, better directors. And then when she got Justice League, that was a, you know, turning point for her. Um, and then Aquaman, you know, subsequently um, was obviously the best, you know, the biggest thing she had ever been a part of. And is, is the arc of her career now on the upswing with her being part of Aquaman 2? No. Tell me what you mean. Why not? Um, because typically um, when you have an actor who is in a movie as successful as that, as Aquaman was, um, their career um, totally changes. And they're in a different echelon. They, you know, get way more offers. They're just put in a different place um, position-wise with studios. Um, they're more bankable, so they can greenlight projects. Um, all of those kind of things are consistent with when you're in a, a blockbuster of that size. And um, with her, uh, that did not happen. Um, you know, it happened, you know, very significantly for her co-star obviously he's the lead of the film and he's the title character but um even you know even a small percentage of that did not happen for her um so uh that's that's my assessment what evidence sitting here uh today do you have that this caused her career any harm um because the I mean evidence in that in my experience and the experience of my colleagues in, in, in the experience of this business, um, you your career takes a turn after something like that. You're she was very well received in the movie at the time. Everyone was very happy with her at the time there was no issues. And then to have a complete downturn after that and then have that coincide with constant tweets and negativity put out about her. Um, I don't have a physical piece of paper of evidence, but it's the only logical conclusion I can draw. Can you name a single role she has lost as a result of any activity by Adam Waldman or anyone at his behest? Um, there was a movie at Amazon that she had been offered um, with Gael Garcia Bernal. I don't know what the, the final um, title of it is called now. I can look it up. Um, it had a working title at the time. Um, that they um, took away from her. And um, you know, the lead actor who was a producer on it very much wanted it to be her and was very frustrated with the process. And no one... No one can say um, out loud, we're taking this away from her because, you know, of this bad press, because it's nothing she did and it's it's all hearsay and it's all, you know, whatever. But there's no other reason. Now, Ms. Kovacevic, you, you testified a bit about Adam Waldman, correct? Correct. And can you point us to any career opportunities that Ms. Heard has lost because of any statements made by Mr. Waldman? I mean, the, that, the Amazon movie, for one, is one that I, is tangible because that 
How about how many roles have um, opportunities in films have she lost as a direct result of her own fucking stupidity and um, petty thievery and uh, malevolent maliciousness? Malevolent, malevolence, and um, extortion and shit. She did it to herself. It's an example of something that she had before all of it that was then um, taken away. Um, I know that um, a campaign she shot for Todd's via Katie Slater um, was scrapped and not used. Um, uh, I don't. I, there was not another specific example because, like I said to you, no one is going to say to me, oh, we can't hire her because of these tweets or whatever. They just don't want to hire someone that has bad press around them from, you know, these accusations calling. No one yeah. wants someone who's being accused of a liar and making oh. something up and, you know, abusing yeah. somebody. No one wants that association well, with who's, their project. Who's fault and that? directing your attention to and by the way, um, here's a shout out to the three million plus people who signed the petition to remove fucking Amber Turd from Aquaman. Just into the article, think. there's a, another quote from Mr. Waldman. Mr. Waldman states in this article quote, quite simply, this was an ambush, a hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling the cops, but the first attempt didn't do the trick. The officers came to the penthouses, thoroughly searched and interviewed, and left after seeing no damage to face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their stories straight under the direction of a lawyer and publicist, and then placed a second call to 911, end quote. Did I read that correctly? It just shows the top part of that on this page, but the top part was was correct. Did any uh, potential did was W M E aware of Adam's statement, Mr. Waldman's statements in this particular article? Yes. Now you testified a little bit earlier about there being tweets from Adam. I assume you were talking you were referring to Adam Waldman. Is that correct? Yes. And. and what, if any, impact did it have on Amber Heard's career and career path to have Mr. Depp's lawyer putting out statements in the press and in tweets that Amber Heard was lying, making things up, creating a hoax of abuse? I think that his comments spurred on, uh, it just added fuel to the fire. So there was already so much media coverage. And that's what you observed? That's what I observed. I'm going to take you to Aquaman, and I'll call it Aquaman 1 just to make it a little bit easier to understand. What, if any, performance issues were raised with Amber Heard by anyone uh, that was responsible for the filming of Aquaman? No performance issues raised whatsoever. And what was your understanding of how Amber tested with the audiences in Aquaman? My understanding was that she tested extremely well. And, and this is an Aquaman has reflected all the markers of a very successful movie at this point. Yes. You testified earlier that it's quite typical when you have a series of three to four uh, films in a, in a franchise or a series 
uh, to be able to renegotiate as you go into the sequels. Do you recall that testimony? Yes. Okay. And why is that? Um, because you make the initial deals, um, you know, uh, before the movie has done, you know, well. Um, and then when the movie overperforms like that, it's just, it's a custom. In light of the success of Aquaman, uh, would you expect that Amber Heard would be receiving endorsements as of this time? Yes. And, and what is the typical... Uh, what is the typical process that happens after someone has starred in a very successful movie such as Aquaman and Amber with Mira? The endorsement department would, um, a combination of offers and then um, seeking out offers, that, uh, seeking out opportunities. Now, Given Amber's career trajectory leading up to and immediately after the success of Aquaman 1, did you expect her career to go on an upward, downward trajectory or stay the same? I expected an upward trajectory. And why is that? Because in success of a film like that, it's, it's usually always the case. And immediately after the successes of Aquaman, would you have expected Amber's annual earnings to increase, decrease, or stay the same compared to the previous five years? I would have expected them to increase. And why is that? Because her um, her profile had been raised internationally. She was in a movie that was successful worldwide. And when you are in a movie that performs that well worldwide, your bankability is, is stronger. Um, you can finance an independent film more easily. You can uh, green light a film more easily. Um, you can just do more and for more money. Do you recall what the budget was for Aquaman? The first one? Um, I don't know. It would have been probably somewhere between uh, 150 and 200 million. Immediately after the success of Aquaman, would you have expected Ms. Heard to continue to... I think two million is, is kind of low, ain't it? Haha. <laughs> Probably because she... Nobody knew her. Except for the fact she married Johnny. Earn at least the fee she made on Aquaman on future big budget studio firms, or less or more. You, um... That becomes an actor's quote, um, their fee. Um, and... Uh, yes, typically, like you will then earn your not on a tiny independent film. You you couldn't make that much money on that, but um, another studio film, another film at a streamer or whatever, something like that, you would make that much or potentially get a raise. Other than Aquaman two, has Amber obtained any roles with a budget the size of Aquaman's? No. Has she been hired for any films with budgets over a hundred million? No. Immediately after the success of Aquaman, would you expect the success of Aquaman and her starring role in that film to increase her ability to get more movie studios uh, to be interested in her, decrease or stay the same? Increase. And did it? No. Would you expect her uh, to get more TV roles? 
objection. Yeah. And why? Why? Um, because oh, I mentioned earlier um, in the conversation, um, you know, TV and, and films are so blended now and there's much less of a delineation between picking projects between film and TV. And did Amber receive more TV roles as a result of Aquaman, the success of Aquaman? No. Immediately after the success of Aquaman, would you have expected Amber to star in more than one project per year, less, or the same? It depends. If it was a big, you know, Aquaman takes up six months of the year. Big movies take up longer time. Indies, you can do a couple of them a year. It just depends. So I, I wouldn't put in a number on it, but definitely um, more than zero. And has Amber started more than one project per year since then? No. Immediately after the success of Aquaman, did you expect Amber to earn between five and $10 million a year for the next five years? I would have expected to renegotiate on Aquaman 2, most certainly. Um, and so right there, um, that would have been significantly more. And um, she would have, yes, I would have expected her to earn more in a combination of TV, film, and more endorsements. Was it your understanding that WME passed on to L'Oreal suggestions to assist them in being able to block some of the harassing uh, Instagrams they were getting at that time? Yes. All right. Let's bring up 30 again, please. Now, did in fact L'Oreal suspend having Amber Heard on the International Women's Day campaign? Yes. What the conditions were for for the for the renewal? Um, it was just essentially that they were renewing her. Um, uh, I it was the same fee. Um, that was the, the the bulk of it. It wasn't you know like an, a raise, um, but they were extending her. Okay. And typically, coming out of the success of Aquaman, would you have anticipated that Amber could have? negotiated larger fees for commercial projects? Yes, we would. Okay, and why would that be? Because her profile had been raised. She was, you know, um, she had done something super successful. So in typically that's what you would do. That would just be the standard practice. When did you first learn about the change.org petition that was out there to try to get Amber Heard dropped from Aquaman 2. I don't know when I first saw it. Uh, were you aware of it as of May 27, 2020? Yes. You earlier uh, talked about bots in response to one of Mr. Chu's uh, um, questions. What, if anything, was your understanding of these bots at this time, during this time frame? My understanding is just based off my own, um, mainly based off my own research, just clicking on the, the accounts myself um, and then discussing it amongst the team. And what did you learn when you did that? Just as I would go through, you know, daily, just looking at comments or, uh, you know, just the negative comments. Clicking on them, many of them were just kind of accounts made for this kind of commentary or just accounts that just had, you know, no followers, no no posts, nothing. 
um, or following just Amber and Johnny, things like that. Okay. And I'm sorry. And so what did you learn from clicking on to those that led you to believe they were bots? They weren't consistent with uh, what I know to be uh, actual Instagram accounts. When you look to set a career trajectory for an actor who just broke out in a major franchise film, would you look to other comparable actors' careers to ascertain what type of acting jobs they could get? I, I, I mean, I've been doing this job for, you know, um, quite some time, so I, I don't necessarily look to one or the other, but in general, it was like uh, Scamber's um, best friend. That doesn't oh, talk to she cousin. Up there. <laughs> <Big> time. <laughs> Maybe she did it on purpose. Probably. Oh, excuse me. Just to uh, yeah, distract know. people. Give us um. Let me get over here. Turn this way. Give us uh. What do you call What's it? What's your paint? Sorry, folks. Paint packer's okay now. Huh. He looks nice and clean, like he took a goddamn bath or something. <laughs> Get him, Baker. Get him, Baker. Yeah, um, Scamber. Scamber. <laughs> I might have been the first, uh, one of the first people to use Amber Turd. Use what? Amber Turd. Amber Turd. Miss Turd. Yeah, Amber Turd. He was very fitting. Yeah. Kind of at the moment, it really worked out. <laughs> well, indeed. Trusting anybody again like that, with well, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. they got to nothing. They got nothing. I have no trust. You know, my trust circle is super fucking small these days. Like, I mean, you know, and they're not in, and it's not anything that's, you know, it's not, it's like, it's they're, they're important, the most important relationships, business, and my family. You know what I'm saying? The other one is like, it's unimportant, but it's like, it's like, God damn, I can't find like, a, like, a, a, you know, somebody on my level, somebody's on my level, but not, 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 not so scandalous. But this is the problem is that you come from another place. Not so yeah. I mean, you come from Taiwan, mm -hmm. right? You didn't pick it up. You must have not picked it up because most women are scandalous as fuck. They're, they're, when they're talking to people, like let's say they're dating someone, they're talking to five other guys at the same time. I swear to you on every level that this is the way it goes. They always have a backup plan. They're always talking. If you pick up a woman's phone, you're dating them. What you find out is the worst. Uh, you're going to get the worst imagination well, is going to come uh, true. Dudes are um, just as slutty, if not more. Not than all them. of them, though. Not all of them. There are some men out there with like with, with integrity type shit like that. I mean, yeah, there's very few and far few between. between yeah. yeah, but the ones I do fuck with, I know that they're like that. I know that they're like that. Like my friend Kevin from high school, he's not a player. If he got one woman, he's golden. He's not, you know, he's not on his phone. You can pick up his phone at any time. When it becomes a problem is when you're with somebody and you go to pick their phone up and they're like, hey, you already know. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's on. <laughs> is there something in there? You need to get it, erase it. You know what I mean? Like. And then that's what they do. They'll go in there and erase it, and they and they say things, and they want the women. I find want attention constantly. A lot of women do. They want a constant attention, and they get it because men are like that, you know. Like men are really yeah. like that. They're they're just waiting for they're waiting for someone to break up with them, and and then go then go 
save them that way, and, and then they could they could break up too because it just goes they just go down the line. They really do. Like she's starting on a line of people right now. She's working she her way. Do the same the same thing. She's going to repeat the pattern. Uh -huh. She's going to completely repeat it. She's already, because I've seen her text. Yeah, she's getting high. She's already left. She's going to way to San Antonio, Texas, or somewhere like that. She's out of the state. Uh, she, she's done gone. She, no, she's not calling in no more for this, that, the other. I mean, you know, I told so, uh, is, uh They're going to catch up with her and she's going to prison. They're going to arrest they her. Can, she, they can arrest her in another state. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, and then it's, it's worse now. It's federal. They'll put her ticket to the federal penitentiary because she has she has Tennessee to settle up now too. So they'll just take her back to Tennessee because it was all going to be combined. Everything was going to be combined when she finished parole. All of her charges everywhere in the fucking United States, whatever she had out there, was already settled in this in this. Uh, she would have been off in 36 months had she just done parole. 36 months she would have been off parole for life for the rest of her life. No, no, have to go back again. And all everything that was out there would have cleared up would be gone. The, but the faster way, you know, was was a five-year mark, uh, and then you apply for a pardon, depending on what you're doing. Like, if we would have done this, you know, like, I mean, but, but you know, it makes you think. It makes you think. I mean, is all yeah, these girls coming out of there with the same mental? I mean, like, could we have handled that? Could we handle something like that? I mean, I think I could. I could handle. I could handle. Uh, uh, somebody who is like that because there's only one way is if they can continue they need to go to a mental institution to be to be monitored all the time they don't need to go to a prison maybe I mean if you get them so like if I would let you read this paperwork of hers I think it would allow you a deeper understanding of a tragic soul because I had to sit down and go through all her paperwork and I and I really I really am like you know I mean this girl has gone backwards in time is what's happened. She 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 only said what she needed to do to get out of there at the moment that she needed to say. But she still constantly repeated the same things about drugs and about relapsing and about you know people pissing her off and like no I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to be told what to do. But it's like, but if you're what you're doing is is you're not being told what to do. You're being taught or mentored. There's nothing wrong with that. People do this. I said I had to do it. I did it. I didn't have to do it, but I did it because I knew that it was the right thing to do to listen to people who had the knowledge. How else do you get it? You think that, you know, uh, taking photos of yourself on, on selfies all day long, is it that going to give you knowledge? No, it's going to give you money. No, it's not. It's going to, you know, and then, and then doing the drugs. What is that going to do for you? I mean, of course, there's money in there. That's how there's a survival technique inside that drug habit. So once she gets on that, that everything's paid for, because there's there's a big money in it, big money you in think drugs. Gonna oh, for selling? Oh, without a doubt. What else she would do? She's not going to get a job. Uh -huh. So so she'll just she'll just get she'll just go and and deal. Yeah. How do you know she's going to Antonio? Oh, because I because I told her I got no phone. Finger. I got I told you just don't use my phones. Like like if you don't want to she's be <laughs> tracked. I'm winning. I got every account. I got Snapchat. I got freaking. I got all of her accounts. I closed them down one by one. I just went through and read, reading what she's writing to people, and it's just sad. It's really sad, you know. Like she's really made me look like the bad guy, but I, I put him. I I I, I friended myself again, and then accepted my friend request. <laughs> I blocked myself, <laughs> and then accepted my friend request, her friend request. Cause she would want it that way. And then I, and then I, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to post some things cause her mom is deathly worried about her again. Like, here we go again. She just, you know, I, I've been through this and I wake up every day and I look for Adrian on the, you know, I did, I was waking up and looking for her on a blotter uh, for either, either an overdose or in jail, mm -hmm. you know, but now she's passed that 10 days. I ain't so worried anymore like that. 
I was really worried the first 10 days. Uh -huh. I even texted her. I, I said, whatever you do, it. don't use. I said, look it up. I gave her a link and everything. I'm like, don't use. You better use meth before you fucking go to anything else. Don't do it. If you're going to do it, just fucking use meth, okay? Don't please don't do it. You, your receptors are blocked, and it will kill you. You will overdose. You mm -hmm. will die. And apparently she listened. You know, so. And that's good. You know, I mean, or whatever. If you're going to do a drug, you're going to do a drug. Yeah, just do some goddamn meth. Like some speed instead of yeah, some heroin. So sad if like she OD'd and died. You Man, <laughs> you know what <laughs> or I mean? Committed suicide by OD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it would, it would have, brought, it would have killed me, man. I would have just been. So I just was like, you know, even at this point, I've even, I've even told her parole officer. I said, look, you know, this is, uh, um, this, this is what I got, man. And she's gonna, she's gonna go out there and she's gonna, mm, you never know what she is capable of. But, but again, here's the thing: is that uh, I told you this guy that she, that she beat up. In this fucking, in this basic or supposed armed robbery, he was a he was a he was a former he was a charged he'd been charged, convicted, jailed, and 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 uh, paroled, and he tried to get off of it, you know, like try to get it uh, pardoned. No, he repeat offender, and then went to jail for drugs. Basically, all she did was, you know, the guy the guy what she said the guy slapped his he dick on her him. face while she was sleeping, went kapam, you know, like weenie in the mouth face. Well, oh she was sleeping, God. and so she got up, and I believe it too, you know. Um, I believe it, but but it's you know because I looked up his I looked up his record. Yeah. He was a disgusting old fucking dude, really bad. Like he had, he had ch uh, both boys and girls, um, um, pedophilia, and and uh, and then and then uh, uh, he she's got restitution for it. I told I told her mom about it. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. And he, well, she's like, maybe she didn't deserve to be in jail for prison for you know her own. And I'm like, you know, it's a possibility. I said, she's got some mental problems. I said, here's the thing. I said, I'm going to go forward. I'm going to see these lawyers are calling me back. I'm going to call the board. If I've called the board, but then they, I had to left a message. Uh, they weren't, they weren't open. So I got to call back. I remember to call back here because once I do, it's going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to blurt it all out. That place is going to get shut down. And if there's a suit in it, then they can use that half that money. I mean, I'm take half for fucking pain and suffering and replace my money and then, and, and then and then the rest can go for her defense or whatever. If she wants to go to a mental institution, that's where she needs to be. She needs to be in a mental institution that's safe. And she could just, you know what I mean? She don't need to be in a prison, like a, a lockdown. Why not some kind of like halfway house or something? Yeah, that's where she's going. She, I even said to the parole officer, I said, I texted and I said, look, She's left here. I said, I don't agree with you guys. You know, when this is a box. And I said, I said, but I said, I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm reporting some people on this. I said, you guys haven't returned my call. You haven't said anything to me. I've been trying to talk to you about, my, you know, about all this that's going on. And you, you don't even, you don't even respond to it. I said, now she's, she's out there on the streets. I said, I, I said, you put her up in a hotel. Cause I mean, I didn't think parole put people up in hotels. Now she's wandering the streets. She's not, she's not, you know what I'm saying? And, and what it all stemmed from is this Suboxone. And so I said, she's has partially to blame cause she's still a grown woman, but the other half is now that I said, I said that day, I, I said, I tested to it. And I said, I did again, but you said, you know, let CMS, you know, evaluate you. And then that was the best course of action. I said, you don't give, I said, I looked it up. You don't give a, you don't give somebody who has been clean for four years suboxone. You can give them, you can give them tramadol. You can, there's other, there's other things. Therapy. It's not physical. It's only mental. So you can't just die from it. You can't die mentally from fucking being, thinking about heroin four years later. You can only just need some counseling for it. It goes away. Occupy yourself. That's what they should have done. They should have done it over a course of three days. They should have counseled her. They should have brought her in there and, and before they prescribed it and then counseled her for three days. That's the rules. That's the laws. I looked it up. 12 minutes. I've been telling everybody that. They're like, oh, my God. 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they need to be reported one way or the other. If they, because other than that, how many other people's lives have they taken? And I said, look at the statistic. The statistic of overdose is 40% higher than it's been in years because of the methadone clinics now. Because people don't, they don't teach them no class. I said, I talked to that one lady. She's like, you're right. I'm like, they should have a three-day class where these people go in there for three to four hours a day. If they want to get on that drug, they're going to go in there for three to four hours a day. They might walk the fuck out knowing what they know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, give them some tramadol and then let them learn. And you know what I mean? They just like, but what they're doing now is they're, instead of, it's working for some people in the fact that, Let's say you go in there, you're like a back pain for the first time in your life. You're 22 years old. Never had, you never had, you got in a car accident. You've never had narcotics before. Now, instead of them giving you a narcotic, a, a schedule two, uh, they give you a schedule five. And the five is going to be the, is going to be the, either the uh, Suboxone or it's going to be the methadone. But it's a better alternative than going to straight to oxycodones because now you never know what oxycodones are like. It still works the same. The actual, the actual uh, suboxone, um, it works identical to the, it works identical to the opiate. Except the opiate, when you come down, you're done. It's gone. It's out of your body. You see the receptors clear. When you use, when you use suboxone or or methadone, the the, uh, the it stays in there. The half life. The half-life is tw- uh, is up to 12 to 24 hours. So that means that like half-life, like you cannot use during that period at all. If you use, you will OD. Then the then the then the or no, the full life is one is uh, 12 to 24 hours, and the and the half-life is nine to 12 days. That means your receptors are clogged after you are like on it for seven days. Your your receptors are clogged for nine to 12 days. Mm-hmm. So this means that if your receptor, like say day five, your receptors are clogged, but you're not high anymore and you're feeling a little withdrawn, you go ahead and you inject it. It cannot pass through to the receptors and therefore it goes in there and it stops your breathing and consciousness. Your breathing mm-hmm. and consciousness goes away at so that that's point. How it kills people, huh? That's how it kills them. That's how they OD because there's Sorry. not enough room for it. So it Johnny goes, Depp uh, said um, um, it came out that he would, he said he was addicted to um, oxycodone, oxycodone, yep, and uh, oxycontin, and and said that it was uh, by far the hardest thing to kick. Yeah, I I, um, I was on him before too. I mean, years years. My wife, my my second wife, she was the pill queen, and I'm uh-huh. like, she would just. You know, I, she'd show up and here, here, two of these. I'm like, okay, doc. You know what I mean? And then over over a five year period, I was addicted to them. Then I was addicted to benzos too. I didn't know benzos could kill you. I kicked it at my cousin's house. I beat everything that I've ever had alcoholism, drug drugs by myself without any help whatsoever. I've always been able to I've, I've, I've put myself in a hotel, get me a big fat sack of weed, or go out in the middle of the desert and sav it the fuck out. And I quit myself, nobody there, all but all alone. Every time I ever quit any addiction, I stopped it on my own. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking rehab shit. <laughs> so I put that on my record. Hell no. You know what? I just quit now. I quit now. Yeah, right. and I, I quit. I quit smoke. I quit everything by myself. I have, I have, that says I got a lot of willpower to be able to do that. And that means that I think that if I can do it, anybody else can do it. Anybody else can do it because I mean, not like I'm not the strongest person yeah, in the world. Yeah, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> you gotta build on it. 
And yeah. it's not it's not impossible. It's not death. It just feels like death. It just feels horrible for a short period of time. I always base everything on the fact that like smoking weed, it takes weeks to your body to adjust to it, just like medications. It takes weeks to come off of it. I mean, there's a, there's a change, a shift in your, you know, you get diarrhea now because your stool is soft. Now you shit your pants and you, you want to, you just want the pain to stop. And the pain internally in your stomach is, is pretty fucking intense. You feel like you're going to die. You feel like you want to die. You feel like you want to get yeah, up and run out and go get drugs. It's super painful, right? Like stomach, like, like I did. I tried it. I tried it. I tried it. Like I smoked it like five times and then it took me like to the, I didn't get high from it for the first three times. Not at all. Really? Yeah, I tried it. Like, I mean, I, well, because, because, yeah, you know, well, I had to try it because I'm like, give me the shit. I'm trying. I don't see what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? Like I took it. I took it. Nice. I did. I, I I tried it, and it took me. Okay, once 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 I did it, like, and that was the only brief period I ever fucked with heroin was just because I was with somebody that was addicted. I, yeah, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me see what it's like. Let's see what's up. We tried it. I was like, I got nothing. I got nothing. Zip. Smells like shit in here. <laughs> then tried again. You know, and then I said, let me do it my way. I got a little, I got a weed pen and it was one of those push button things. I shoved that shit in there and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, there, and they were like, wow. Because like? they take the foil thing, whatever it is. They, I, I never could. I've never even attempted to do a pin and a foil. This is how they smoke shit. I don't even know what they do. The zigzag on the paper. They take a piece of tin foil, a pin, and they light under this thing. I'm like, you're smoking foil. You know that, right? I'm like, that. You, you get Alzheimer's from that. I'm pretty sure, you know. And then, and so I never, I never tried it that way. I never tried any drug off a of tin foil. But I've seen it done before many times. You ever seen it done off a of tin foil when they smoke, you know, like meth or they smoke pills? Off a of tinfoil, uh-huh. it's fucking disgusting and it stinks so fucking bad. It smells like there's no there's no there's no word for the smell. There's no word for the smell. They haven't de- have developed one yet. But I mean, it's if I, a, it's uh, the smell of the tinfoil and the drug together. And the drug together and it's fucking stinks. Uh-huh. It's like it's like a yeah, it's like a copper I nickel fucking fart. I smelled it. I mean, I uh, you know when those fuckers, those vampires were. Uh, yeah, someone was smoking crack back there. That a Brillo and all that shit set up when I I cleaned it up before Where? back in the back in the back back there in the back in the tool shed back there they had their little Brillo little pipes I found them a long time ago I found I see the Brillo was still there though I left it because I was like I'll scrub with that fucker but they cut the Brillo out of it you know they use Brillo for smoking crack so okay. they'll take they'll take cocaine and uh-huh. they'll put they'll put baking soda and cocaine and then put it in the microwave and cook it and then it, it, it smells like it smells like ether you know when they cook it and then and then it gets hard and they smoke it. Crack. What's how do they use the Brillo again? They put the Brillo in the end of a stem, a pipe, and then they smoke, and then that's the filter. Wow. Yeah, because it doesn't, you can burn the copper, it doesn't hurt you. Oh. But actually, it does, because you know what? All copper is beryllium, right? It's beryllium. That's why they call it Brillo, beryllium. So it's, it, when you, when you, when you grind copper down to a fine mist, it'll kill you. Hmm. It'll kill you. It's deadly. Hmm. Copper in your bloodstream like that, way too much, or in your ingestive system, it kills rats. They eat copper from a pipe to get into the water. Uh-huh. The the uh, the, uh, the copper goes in their stomach. They fucking die. They die from it. Hmm. I found many carcasses out there in the desert. You know where they were inside of a trailer and they ate the copper trying to get the last bit of water out. Kills them every time. Huh. They just lay in there and all you see is the copper on the ground and their little bones. You know, little pieces of copper. Team, two or three pieces will do it. Hmm. And it kills them. It poisons them. Hmm. Well, what do you know? Yeah.
What do you know? What's up, Whitey Whitey? Whitey tidy. Yeah, tidy so, so this, uh, I mean, I, I, I could probably counsel people, but I think it would be a bad idea. I think it would make me a fucking emotional wreck all the time. Yeah, it would be, um, traumatizing. It would be depressing. Too depressing. Yeah. Um, they asked me to come down. They were like, maybe you can talk to some people. I'm like, no. You know, I looked into, when I was uh, in high school, I was looking into what I wanted to be. You know? yeah. yeah. And uh, I was checking into psychologists or therapists. Or and so I I called some phone numbers in the in the phone book of, you know, some psychologists and, and talked, talked to them about it. And, and uh, also, when I was in England, too, I, I did a... They call it a work shadow. Uh-huh. When you, uh, like, I went around with a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing rounds with a doctor for a day. Yeah, it's like, it's like a... <clears throat> and uh, you get to ask questions and stuff. And, and I, I, my, uh, my, my impression, my, uh, what do you call it, the term of conclusion was that uh, it was too depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Listen all Listening the... to people's problems all day long, yeah. you know? I've, what a drag. I read all her stuff. It was depressing. It was depressing. The emotional state that she went through, like like six months worth of paperwork for seven months. Mm-hmm. I read it all. I read it all. I went through every piece of it. Read every letter, everything she wrote. She had a lot of people that were, you know, like, I love you. I miss you. You know what I mean? They were gonna, she was going to reconnect with a whole lot of other people, too. But, of course, they never came through. They just, nobody had, you know, they wanted to in their head. They wanted to in their head. Well, they but, wanted to tell her that to make themselves feel better or whatever. But, yeah, and by but, the way, I just made some really delicious, like, uh, uh, nice. rice and, and um, uh, dill and salmon. Yeah, they, 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 uh, they, well, here's what's happening now. So she's going around looking at her text and she's asking to borrow money. She borrowed money from certain people. They sent her money. Uh-huh. She's running out. People are trying to go, oh, my account's locked up right now. The card is like, you know, uh-huh. I don't know, someone, some blah, 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 blah. You know, they make up excuse. Yep, they're right. not giving her the money. And then she's like, fuck you, man. You know what I mean? She's like, <laughs> so she's cutting people off slowly. Uh-huh. They're saying no to her for money. And she's just cutting them off one by one. You know, she's got them. I looked at her block list. So I'm like, eh, maybe I should unblock them. <laughs> she's got to stop being horrible to people like you know she, she even this thing that the one thing that i'm gonna about to post it says it's about integrity it's about you know like always be honest and like when you got even if it's you know bad and do it you know like just do the right thing when nobody's looking i'm gonna post that and the letter she wrote me and, and be like that way people know because she's like She's like saying some terrible shit about me, except she's not saying it to anybody that I know, because you know what I mean? Like, of course, not to anybody that like my daughter or to her, even to her cousins or her son. She's not saying anything terrible other than, you know, we got to fight. I was mean. Okay. Other people, she's like, she's like, he never helped me. He was my, you know, best, you know, he's like, he just did, he never did anything for me. I had to leave and he kicked me out and I had nowhere to go. Took my credit cards away from me. Shut my phone off. I paid, I even paid her phone, actually. Uh-huh. I paid her phone. The day that it shut off, I paid the phone, turned it back on. But then when I'm like, when I found out that like, you know, uh, certain shit, I was like, well, what the fuck? Here goes my credit card. I got one card, the one card I let her use. It's all of my name stuff. But uh, it was like, they were on the phone. That's why I said, okay, give me the phone back. I got you another phone. She wasn't even looking phone back because she had shit in there. She didn't want me to think that I was going to see. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, I just, I just, uh, I'm like... 
She could have been free and clear. She could have been using her phone and, you know, scampering all over the goddamn nation. And I wouldn't have been up in her shit. But too bad, you know what I mean? Fuck around with the fucking boss, you gonna get it. But, like, I, I mean, I, I try to control. I, I don't leave... I don't leave nothing without controls on it so that, so that I can always, you know, if I hand something out, I can, I, I can, I can remove it from them because people will, you know, in the future, it's always, it's always good when people come to work for us. They don't need their own phone. We don't give them the information to put their own phone, our information to put their phone in. Anybody ever comes in here, our information doesn't go in their phone. The information goes in our phones. If we give them a phone, the information remains still on our side. It's our, it's our, it's our property. It's our intellectual property. So, uh, you know, I, my ability to remove that stuff is fucking quick. So, by the way, is that other chick still coming? Or still oh, yeah, yeah, she's, she's going to. She will. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful to, tonight, um, you know, because I had a, uh, tonight. Today, you know, late, because uh, because uh, during the daytime it's too hot. I'd rather work at night, like 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 uh, four or five in the afternoon, to like you know not an eight or nine or ten or something like that, just part time, just to, just for a few hours. But I'm gonna have her help me down there at the at inside of the Nomad is where I'm going first. I'm attacking the Nomad, um, and and square that away because I've, I've started outside. I did what here's what I did was I started taking my tools. And so the thing that's against the nomad where I was going to put the plants, I'm using it for tools. I'm like, there, I can grab all my stuff. And I'm, I, so I, got, I made, it, made it work for myself. And then I'm just going to put a, a cover over that. And then uh, um, uh, other than that, uh, then I'm going to go from the nomad, I'm going to go to the storage shed from there to the storage shed over there. Cause I started pulling some stuff out of this storage shed and using material in it hmm. down here. So hmm. I got, I got that. I'm going to pull everything out of there and then put it back properly or to just give rid. I need to get rid of the Mustang shit or something, you know, like a seats back there. Um, um, I was hesitant on the vehicles. I just, I just, I just kept thinking, well, maybe, maybe I, I should fix one of them up. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe the Toyota or something that would be, would be a good vehicle to have around that economy. You know, but maybe my truck can go, but I'm trying to, I took pictures of everything, but I'm like, I'm thinking, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, okay, so the, the truck, I, I, I put a price on there for like 2,200 for all the vehicles over there, right? With the parts and everything, 2,200 bucks. That's a truck. That's, that's a, that's a car and two trucks. Mechanic special, 2,200 bucks, come get it, you know, like. And then, and then that's it. And then the problem's gone. You know what I'm saying? That I'm going to keep my bike though. I think I'm going to keep the bike with my son's bike. So I'm going to keep that and just, even if I don't ride, I was thinking about putting some dirt bike tires on the shit and ride that bitch around like a dirt bike, <laughs> take the plates off it. Cause you can't, you can't, I can't ride it on the street. He, he title loaned it a long time ago. And it's, so it's, it's, it's in repo, but you know, they're not going to get it for me. I'm not giving that to them. <laughs> So he goes, they've already charged it off, I'm sure, after his death. Anyways, I think it got paid off. Maybe it paid off. If it was in, it was in, uh, they might have, might have just, my, my, the estate might have taken care of it. I have to see if that title's open. If it is, but I don't, I don't so need to ride a motorcycle though. That, um, my kids would kill $2, me. Two hundred dollars for the. But, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good deal, right? I mean, just it's, it's, it's a lot of people have to tow them out here. Yeah. Mechanic special. They're going to have to tow them out here, all three vehicles. Do you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So, what that's, about that's, the shepherd's drive thing? Yeah, that know? too. So, in the, in, the whole, in the whole package, just, you know, they're going to have to, like, that's worth more than that. It's worth more than that. It really mm -hmm. is the framing and all that stuff. And that truck actually runs. I mean, all I have to do is get a key. I could get, I suppose I could get a key for mm -hmm. it and start that bitch up. We could still gut it out and we could take that motherfucker down to the river. Shit. 
That thing would be fun on the river. That thing would handle going down like big rocky mountains and shit. I saw I stripped the inside out already. Like oh, I got a dashboard panel part, whole front. I was thinking like you know, just strip it out, carpet and just fucking bucket seats in that bitch, and that's it. Nothing, nothing in there. Just a stripped out car, and then cut the top off that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds fun. Right? I started thinking. Yeah, think, turn it into our little, like, jalopy or whatever. Yeah, we could go for it. Oh, I thought it was a goddamn snake. It was his foot. <laughs> I, it, was, it was in my back, and then when I moved, and it moved, he moved. I tell me, Dr. Pinkus. I tell me, it's a snake. <laughs> what are you doing, huh? Aw. Oh. Oh, He's he the best dog. He's the best dog out of all of them. He's yeah. the best dog. You know that too, huh? You know you're the best dog. Huh? You the best dog. Oh, I'm sorry, Hank. You got you got issues. You want to beat up everybody. You got to be the bulldog, bully around here. You need some you need some love and shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They call me Mellow Yellow. That's right. Come, come on, come on, come down here. Hi, Doctor Beer, Doctor Spoopy. How's your pecker, boy? <laughs> Seems to have cleaned up yeah. extremely well. Right? That was, that was so weird. I looked over and it's just like. You know that the pig did it. I ain't seen the pig either. Damn. Pig's got, been. You almost got your pecker chopped off, huh? <laughs> it would be terrible. What are you going to do? You going you to vengeance wait for this one every day? Huh? You going to do that? Why don't you just leave the pig alone? He ain't doing nothing to you. Just because he looks different. Hank's looking good and slim. Yeah, these bumps on the back of him. Something's going on here. Um, let me see. Come here, Hank. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, that one might look like a goddamn tick. Come here. Come here, Hank. Come on. Come on. Over here. Come here. Right here. Stay there. Stay. 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 Don't move. Don't move. Just let me see. Just let me see. It's okay. Is it a tick? Right, Doctor Bees. I think it is. I think it's a tick. Stay there. Just stay there, Hank. Don't move. That'll give him Lyme, Lyme disease, if it is. They're often, like, uh, my dogs don't uh, spend a lot of time on the ground. Hank lays on his back and rubs like a motherfucker. He goes, yeah, he goes ape true. shit out there, doing it on his back so what like is this. It? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he he's got. It looks like he's got fleas though. You might want to give him a, a a dawn bath. Like I see like shit jumping around, moving. Got to get away from me. That's why he does that on his back. So he's got like he, he don't have much hair. So dawn dish soap is what he needs. Hmm. You should do it, man. You should do it for him. It probably clears back up. Those are biting. That's why he lays on his back and does that. <clears throat> Dawn dish soap. I got some. You don't have any, do you? Oh, no, you don't have no dish soap. Um, dish yeah, soap. he normally, um, you know, he's the kind of guy who needs a bath in summer. He needs a place to cool down. Yeah, I know. Remember he got in the pot yeah. last year? Yeah. It was all, yeah, yeah it's on my the, picture. Um, it's on my profile. The tote. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let me just uh, get, get busy with this shit, I guess. But this is, ah, shit. I got the thing. I, I just try to.
I was measuring up. I got the ladder there. I had to go, I go to there and collect a bunch of tools. I had to go back here in the backside and get those tools. Then I'm going to bring your aviary up for the babies where you wouldn't want that, right? Okay, um, like right. Why don't yeah. you move the chair? Get rid of the chair and put it right there in front of you. Right, Which just chair, right? That one this, right here. That one, this one. Yeah, and then it could fit right there, perfect. Like it'll fit right there. You'll be able to just what basically with your the new cage I made you for the babies. Oh, cool. oh you haven't seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's back there. It's got wood, and I split it in half, so it's got two doors, one bottom, one top. So there's two halves. Nice. One, the top half has got wood in it, it's wood slats all the way across it, uh, so cool, they can man. walk on wood. Uh-huh. And uh, um, you know, and then I'll put I put uh, chicken wire. So I made the bottom so that so that if you have babies in the bottom, I made the bottom ridge come up about that high. You open the door. The door's a little two little two little swinging doors like that uh-huh. to be able to reach in and pick them all up. And then the top half, same thing. Uh, should be able to reach the top oh, half standing really? up, no problem, and put the little babies up there. And I got a I got a cover for it. How many compartments? The two two big ones. Nice. Two levels. I, oh, actually, actually, I take it back. So on the top, three compartments. One, two, three. So it's mm-hmm. like there's two compartments on the side here. So there's actually one, two, three, four compartments. The bottom's completely open. Right. And then the top is going to be one one in the middle with, with a little fence so that the chickens can't jump over it. I just, just about that high, uh-huh. right? And so it's, it's all fenced off. So there's two side ones. And it's and they're, they're about this big around each side is about that big and then and then the middle's about this big around and they're just wood planks and oh, there's yeah, no it's... yep and then those should be able to and then some wooden st- uh, sticks on the bottom crisscross like this so that the moms can crawl up that shit or whatever if they want to sounds great because i've got four moms right now yeah uh... yeah <laughs> yeah this is the way, only way you're going to save your chickens is by keeping them in that thing till they grow up keep, yeah keep them together they're, ha- they're happy like the chicken don't care he's in there they're just doing circles taking care of his little baby right there Look, yeah, yeah just teaching him like yeah she go. likes this it's got a little tiny bit of sign it's not too hard like junior's uh, doing good down there right keep an eye on him how many they have did you lose some this, there this one she has two did she only have two in the beginning yeah Oh, so two is it? And that one, um, she's got like the babies of like three hens. They're yeah. all different types. <laughs> that she mixed yeah. up. Yeah. Mixed up. Yeah, there's one like that's kind of like a British, uh, the, that kind of thing. Well, what do they do? They lay on the eggs. They lay on someone else's eggs. One that looks like a, uh, a silky, and then there's other ones that look like someone. Are they just else. born and the and the and the mom goes by them is like, hey, come on, come with me, and that's it. Like they like the no, it was say like uh, um, eggs get mixed they, up. They, you know, the, you know, it's different uh, different situations. Like uh, okay, this white mom, she was in the front, uh, you know, in the front, underneath the rosemary, and uh, she had like three or four babies, but then she she lost a baby, dis- disappeared, and and so I I pulled her out, I, I put her in a, you know, safe place, and then, um, there was, like, a couple of babies, like, a mom, she had a couple of babies, but it, she was over there, and, and, and uh, wasn't safe, and, you know, it's, it's all different kinds of, kinds of little situations where, like, the mom, with the other one side, she had ju- she just had one baby, and so rather than like keep her uh, hung up on looking after one baby, I put put it in with her. Right. And they bonded now. Yeah, she's she's a good mom. She's doing a good she's job. Good mom. She's a good she's mom. She's a good mom.
just collected um, a dozen eggs from that in inner enclosure. Now that the peacock's out of there, it's kind of more peaceful. Oh, is it? So, um, seems like seems like they kind of enjoy those those kind of uh, hidden little nest areas to lay their eggs and there's two or three you know there's something i wanted to look up um okay so i've been taking the their eggs right I take their eggs but and then i've got several mothers right now who they don't have any eggs but they're they're still broody so how my question Ooh, is well, brood, uh, they're broody like they're like they're on a nest, oh. like they're she's just sitting there with no eggs. Really? Yeah. That's called brooding. Yeah, to be broody. Oh. That's where that word comes from. Like if someone's acting broody. Yeah. They're kind of like petulant and sulking. How yeah. do you? deal with hen who is brooding with no eggs what exactly is a broody hen and how to stop it why is my hen broody with no eggs <laughs> hens raised without roosters can't lay fertile eggs but they can still go broody and attempt to sit on a clutch of eggs what is this warm weather and a hormonal imbalance caused by no doing of the flock owner will spur a hen to turn broody for weeks on end waiting for non-existent chicks to hatch huh okay how to stop a broody hen how do you help a broody hen create a separate environment for her using a small i want her to get a snap out of it portable coop or crate removing her from the nesting boxes and eggs could help her get out of the broody mindset Putting her in a cage with a wire bottom open to the air can help cool her underside and disengage her from the broody feeling. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Broody feeling. Yeah, broody feel. How long can a chicken go without laying an egg? If your hen is broody, meaning she has a fertilized eggs or thinks she does, she may not lay eggs for up to 21 days. So that's another reason I want to stop want to stop them from being so broody is uh, they're not laying eggs. Will the broody hen starve herself? It's unlikely she'll starve, but even so, it's not unheard of for a hen to die on the nest. Remember, even when they're broody, they do get off the nest to eat and drink. Often this happens at night when you may not see it. Yeah, I saw that. Why is my chicken sitting on an empty nest? <laughs> Broodiness is controlled by hormones. If a hen sits on an empty nest or infertile eggs, the peeps from chicks will never come and she will sit waiting indefinitely. Peeps from in her desire to be a mother, she will neglect her own health, eating less and losing weight. The peeps from chicks. How to break a broody hen. How long should I let a broody hen sit? Left her own device, the broody will lay a clutch of eggs, then stop laying, egg laying and sit on them for 21 days more or less until they hatch. Caring for broody hens, facility egg hatch. Is it okay to move a broody hen? You can move a broody hen in her nest of hatching eggs. It is sometimes necessary to move broody hens. And if you pick the right time of day, it can be done easily with little risk of the hen leaving the nest. Can you move a broody hen? 
Where do you, can you, what do you feed a boar? I just, I give him some, um, I just throw him a snack. Yeah. So they don't even have to leave the nest. Can you add eggs to a birdie hen? If you bought eggs for your birdie, that's the other reason why I'm, I'm like keeping the birdie, birdie ones. Like if uh, putting eggs under there that I, um, from, say, um, super whitey, uh, that would be neat to have super whitey's babies. Yeah. Super whitey's my smallest hen. She's, she, her eggs, it's so, it's so cool. Like, her eggs are, like, they're good size for such a tiny little hen. If you have an aggressive broody hen, wait till she gets up from the nest to eat her and then place the eggs in the nest. But she's, like, all you have to do is just put it, like, next to them, and they'll, they'll move it, move the egg down under themselves. themselves. Um... How do you stimulate chickens to lay eggs? Um, lay more quality feeds. Clean nest boxes. Open areas. Here's calcium. Inspect regularly. Coop security. Fresh water. Parasite control. What do you do if your chickens aren't laying eggs? Um, oh, that's interesting. 20 reasons your chickens aren't laying eggs. What can I give my chickens to help them lay eggs? Mealworms, eggs and eggshells, greens, watermelon and fruit, Japanese beetles, sunflower seeds, scratch grains, cracked corn. How do I make my birdie hen hatch? Encouraging a birdie hen. Although you can't force a hen to sit on eggs to hatch them, you can encourage her. Just set the birdie hen up. A comfortable nesting box large enough for her to turn around and keep the eggs turned. Ideally about 12 to 14 inch square, but dark and quiet. What month do hens go, go broody? We say a hen has gone broody when something in her biological clock kicks in. She starts sitting on a nest of eggs. It usually happens in spring or early summertime. But I've had heads suddenly go broody in September. The most obvious on a broody hen baby, she won't get out the nest. Can I help chickens, chicken heads hatch? Generally speaking, you will not want to intervene in the hatching process when incubating fertile eggs. If conditions on the incubators are right, it can take 24 hours for a chick to escape the egg after it's pipped. And that's perfectly natural, not a cause for concern. How long does it take for a birdie hen to hatch? 21 days. I thought it was longer than that. It seems longer. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Chicks take 21 days to hatch, and a clutch of eggs can take a few days to completely hatch. Uh, what causes delay in laying eggs? Flock management due to light, stress, poor nutrition, molds, or age. Does cayenne pepper help chickens lay egg? According to old timers, cayenne pepper can be added to your chickens' feed in the cold months to help warm up your chickens and boost egg production. Huh. Boost egg production. No kidding. Oh, look at that. What time of day do chickens lay eggs? Sunrise. They produce eggs at a maximum rate within 16 hours of light exposure. 
Hence, generally, they eggs within six hours of sunrise or six hours of artificial light exposure for hens kept indoors. Hens without exposure to artificial lighting in the hen house will stop laying eggs in late fall for about two months. They stop laying eggs? That's what it says here. Oh, didn't know that, huh? I didn't know that. Mom. Why are my farm and chickens not laying eggs? Well, most hens will start laying between four and six months old. It might just be a little too early for your hen to lay. Hang in there. Increases egg production, breeding, nutrition, and birth comfort and well being. Bird comfort. Is bread bad for chickens? Avoid moldy breads. Why? Why? I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, for having chickens, avoid moldy breads. For having uh, babies, and, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense too. Have I think. Babies, I don't they, they don't want no moldy chicken. They'll eat it. Though. Yeah, I found some weed the other day. <laughs> They'll I don't know eat if it. You though. know, it's over here. You know about this weed over here? Yeah. Oh, you do. Uh-huh. Smells like some good dank or something. In a, in a, what? In a, Maybe you're talking about something different than uh, this one here. Hmm. No, maybe not. What is that? Dust. Some little calorie dust. Um, let's out. see. Uh, cooked meats. Meats should be cut into small pieces. Corn, raw cooked or dried corn can be fed to your chickens. How do I give my hens calcium? Crushed oyster shells. Costco spots some also clean and crush their used eggshells and feed them back to their hens. Clean and crush. Clean Why crush clean? Them. Why clean them? Clean what? Eggshells. Oh, Their own eggshells and feed it back to them. Why, why clean them? Because you got dirt on it. Hey, Ben Mate. Ben Mate. I'm just looking into uh, broody, my broody hens. Hello. Watch out, there's some scissors right there. Alright. Yeah, Pass those yeah, to me. Yeah. Hey, move your big butt. What up? Uh, how you doing? Alright. Oh. What's shaking, Ben Mate? Well, it's hot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the air conditioner on down there for your mom's, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. She's good. Uh, yeah, that's, that needs to run all the time. You put this, you're going to adjust the thermostat so that at nighttime it's not get so freezing in there? No, Just no, no we shut it off at night. Oh, you do? It's too much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can put a timer on it, too. So you know, if you're not here or something like that, to shut it off. But you shut it off at night, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was telling him, I was saying, like, he's been in there for a minute. Should get him out and have a house cleaner come and clean that up. Oh. A professional house cleaning company uh-huh. because of the dust mm. in her lungs. She's having a hard time breathing. It would help because the door's been open for how long? All that thing is probably behind the bed. It's all kinds of well, stuff. Well, I cleaned a lot with I'm the just saying, shop back. I'm just saying a professional mm. cleaner come in 150, 100 bucks, you know, 75, 100 bucks for a pro pro. Call one from the, you know, from the, you know, from the, uh, from the book that's, that's licensed and they go in there and, and they maybe just. Maybe her Medicare or whatever. They, they probably might too. cover it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like I'd say, I'd say. Check into a bandmate. Yeah. 
they're gonna send are they gonna send somebody uh like once a week or something or that company was good huh huh they were a good company huh? what they showed up here for this for the medical oh yeah dispatch that's what's up yeah that yeah, was a perfect one good. yeah they did a lot they did a lot, did a lot all covered medicare was it wasn't one of these yours ben mctech no that's mine and yeah. i'll give you that i, I, I gave him i gave him one's mine Oh this wait, that yours, right? that was mine. Yeah, that's yours then. Yeah, you got one huh? I got yeah, you gave us each one. Yep. I love my bags. Well, I, this this goes with yours. Does it? Yeah, unless unless it's a dugout. Yeah, so so might be some goddamn weed in there. You never know. I guess if I can push it down on the bottom. Nah, I think I smoked it all. But, but yeah, it's usually you you know take this with you and I, I like I take the springs out because I lose it. One time I opened it up and, and there's. I don't know. It went flying. I never yes, fucking it found does. it. And I'm like, I want to smoke so bad. And so I had to go to the shop and get another one. It does, but the lid keeps the uh, it keeps the lid on better. Yeah, it does keep the lid on, but you can also tighten that screw to keep the lid on better too. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do both. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's just like Whoa. Smells like hay. I think this is probably some of my um, earlier batch of HG or something. Hydrochloric lockout. Uh, what was I gonna say? Was it a five? <coughs> oh yeah, you remember, remember when you passed me uh, um, some penis envy? <laughs> you passed me some shrooms. Remember you passed me a couple shrooms, uh, like uh, it's called oh, penis envy. Yeah, it's called penis envy. Type of shroom. Yeah. <laughs> no, I took them right. I, I took them, right? Because yeah. No, I gave you one before that. It looked like a microphone. Remember? Yeah, didn't I eat it immediately? Yeah, you ate one. Yeah, you had one. I do some mushrooms if it were fresh. Then one time I got sick. I heard I'd made a batch of it. I got really sick the next day. I was remember I was laid in. You were trying to hide it. You're like, I don't feel too bad. I was fucking deathly sick the next day. Like my my stomach. It's food poison. Yeah, I let it get green. The guy gave me it, like an ounce. It took me a year to eat the shit. And then I so did the last batch. We made some tea and shit one night. And then and it was like, I, I was like, all right, I got to go home. And I was like, like this. And then I went to bed. I laid on my couch and I never made it off my couch. And I was sick for 24 hours. I laid down and I had really bad, like, oh. like pains. Like, like I was cramping. I was like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, I him. feel that in the liver a little bit when I do one. You do? Yeah, a little bit. Something happened. Something happened. And it hurt me. You know, I don't I, like I don't like the way shrooms taste. I chickened out. And I'm it not definitely a huge made a shroom fan, actually. I don't know, yeah. I, I could live without them. Even if you didn't care. get them, I would never hurt me. It wouldn't hurt me if you never got them. Taste. Like a, the LSD from like 1979. They they had perfected a nice, beautiful, nice. Yeah, I'd beautiful, love to get some LSD of that original that hippie acid. Yeah. You know what they say? Okay, the so synthetic, but the, what the hippies were good. taking. Just, they made it, so it was a really good trip. Not like something that was so fucked up. That, you know, that it's excessive though. That's not, so that's the right, thing. By '79, they had it down. They had it down. <laughs> right micro, the right dose. You know, to, to feel good. I would microdose. If, if if I was given a bag of shrooms, I would I would take it and put it in the fridge and and crush it all up, grind it up, and put it in little capsules, and and just do. Point one, so you got a gram. That's ten pills, and I mean point one, like that's it's a okay, fucking dot, yeah. right? And then and then you start taking them. It takes a couple. What I understand, it takes a couple weeks for it to really really manifest in you and build up. But you just take a point one, so you use a fine scale, like a, like a, a 
a medicine scale that has point zero 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 on it, and you fucking you you do a little point one. And my landlord told me it was the best thing he ever did in his fucking life. He said it, it helped him. He had depression. He had you know what I mean. He's got kids. You know he's like just anybody else. You know he said situational. He said even my situational depression went away. It was like I I didn't you know what I mean. He says it was an even keel. I woke up. He says you don't get high from it. You don't feel it like that. You don't feel you don't feel anything except a slow mood change once you because you do start to get high but in sense it, it, it what it does is it's a, such a slow mood change it takes two or three weeks for you to get on that plane only taking because after after three weeks now you had after 30 days you've had three grams you eat three grams in 30 days point one point one of a gram point one of a gram for it for 10 days put them in a little pill and and uh, and they're supposed to. Be. I would do that if we got if you yeah, got right. some. I'll crush them up for us yeah. and pill them up. If yeah, you could get what? some fresh ones, we put hey, it in the ben fridge. Hey why don't you put out some uh, tent, tent, tentacles for for some shrooms? <laughs> some shrooms and and he'll he'll like an ounce of them. I'll get uh, um I'll I'll buy and uh, he'll he'll make he'll put them in capsules and, and put them uh, in the fridge and we'll try them for and, and we can share all share. Yeah, one one pill a day. We just do yeah. point one. I measure them all out, and then I go in the fridge. They won't they won't get food poison or nothing like that. They'll stay good for us. Like if we had an ounce, we get we could have we could we could basically give ourselves like a two month supply, a two two to three months. Here's the only thing that like that I that I that I know is that like it's better to buy like a quarter pound. To be honest with you, because here's the reason why is that because when you're taking it for so long, you're every strain is different, just like weed, right? The strain of mushroom is different, whether it's, it's, you know, more of this compound or more of that compound, right? And then so that's the only thing he told me. He says, when you train, he's like, when you get a new strain, he says, it's kind of like changing your meds just a little bit. Hmm. He's like, it's weird. He goes, it's weird. You feel it, though. He goes, you feel it. All of a sudden, you feel like you go through a withdrawal, sort of short withdrawal, and then it, and then it subsides it's because it's missing, it's, you know, the way it's grown or whatever it is. So... I would say a quarter pound, and then like now, now it's like for ounce. I understand yeah, it's like a hundred, three hundred bucks would be the amount for an ounce. Right. For now, for per no hundred dollars per ounce, hundred dollars per ounce. Mushrooms? Yeah, but that's not legal. Yeah, it's it's uh, it is. I mean, that's yeah. clandestine. Huh? That's a clandestine. It's legal in it's legal in Oregon. Oh, in Oregon. It's legal. Um, it's legal in Oregon, and it is legal in Arizona. It's legal in California. And it's it's just now turned over. I believe that they're able. There's going to be dispensary soon. Oh, good. For mushrooms? Yeah. What? Here in yeah. Arizona? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, wow. you know what's the what's the propositions? <laughs> so it's it's already be... been done in Oregon. They just follow it along. We're just yeah, following along. Yeah, they decriminalized along. everything. In so they decriminalized mushrooms. Yeah, it's gonna come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, no, it's been a, it's been a minute too, because my neighbor was like, he was like, yeah, they, <laughs> not my neighbor. One client was two years ago. He's the one who gave me an ounce for for my tip. You know, he's like, hey, dude, he's like, I got any cash, man. But he's like, would you take an ounce of mushrooms for me as a tip? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not federally legal. No, nothing. Marijuana's not. You go to prison for one joint. If they catch you, one seed, level. one stem. They, they say it like this: one seed, one stem, one joint. You're going to prison under federal laws. under federal laws. That's right. It is that illegal. So yeah, that was a good another good thing about not getting on the ballot, huh? Like uh, I'm not, I'm off the radar. Like I'm not. I'm not now you got not, time to prep yourself right. slowly, man, and make it work. You know, like you should be on that nation builder. You're on it, right? Are you mm -hmm. using it? 
Are you gaining funds? You should start using it. You should be on there, like focusing, like really just talking. Keep that thing live. Mm -hmm. Keep that thing live and start talking to people. You know what I found too? So I got a, I got a Lidocaine account, like a Lidocaine. I never do Lidocaine. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, I don't fucking know. You know, oh, so LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah, everybody always crushed me on that one. So I, I call got, it LinkedIn. Yeah, people, people hit me up every once in a while through there, and I want to like, you know, like I want to say, look, it's pretty well respected. Oh, your face was going up. Yeah, I got a note. I got to oh, see what cool. it is. Yep, I think it's, I think it's all the way up. It's pretty high right now. Yeah. So. What were you saying about the other thing? Oh, so, so I get on there and I'm like, I'm like, I want to chat with them, I'm because. Because they're like, they're like, so there's this level out there of people that they pay that work off the internet only. They don't go up to work. They've had a meeting over the, over, over the, over the computer, okay? And they make eighty to one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. They stay at home and they just work from home. What they do is they network people. So they sit down in front of their computer. Now, here's the thing: is that that my daughter-in-law does it. She makes seventy thousand, eighty thousand a year, and she does not go to a job. She works off of her computer because they're in another state. They're not even, they don't even have a campus. So, so it's, uh, she, when she's working, nobody bothers her. It's like you're taking off to work. Now, if you want to make $120,000 a year and you want to be on the computer, they watch what you do. They're watching your every move. So the only thing you're doing is talking about work. You're never taking a break talking about weed. You're never taking a break <laughs> talking about mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? Our job is different, you know, like, like we can, we can stop and talk about those, but, but to be committed to a job like that. They're making, they're making, they're paying these guys a lot of money. They're with like, like your degree would be your, with your degrees, you would start off at the higher level echelon. But could you sit, could you sit ten hours a day on a computer with everything shut off? Or would I want to? Would you want to? For a hundred k, for let's say a hundred and twenty k, because of because of because of your your uh your degrees, which I still need. I need those things. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um... It Make depends any, on what kind of job. Making a cabbage. I mean, what, it doesn't matter what. what kind of job it is. That's how, that yeah, sounds. It does. No, why is it? Why does it matter? I mean, okay, as long as it's not something to do with like a porno or some shit like that, or like or insurance. Fucking cold call. No, oh, not a say. Okay, sales job. Let's let's take away all the <laughs> equations. Let's say it's something you know something about. Something that I feel strongly about. Yeah, sure. Right? Like what would a that move be? Move on petitioner. There you go. Like if they hired me to sit. Uh, like if they hired you and paid you one hundred twenty thousand dollars to make calls all day, political calls in someone else's yeah, name. Yeah. Or, fuck yeah. 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 You do it, right? Sure. All right. They're out yeah, there. They exist. Probably. There, there's 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 people like I don't sure. like you know I'm I'm still hard time talking to people because like I'm not I don't feel like everybody is I mean I'm I have there's people out there that are way more powerful knowledge than me and I I'm I'm scared of them okay I'll be honest with you I fear them I fear those people I fear those people only the really smart the really smart like intelligent ones that have you like know they're a, like a neo from the matrix listen like they're watching all the time okay they know that this guy this guy says look we know whether the person's going to perform or not because the outside elements tell us whether they're going to do it or not. We look, we don't even have to look at their work. We need to look at what they're doing when they're not working. Uh-huh. That's going to tell you what they're going to, you know what I'm saying? Um, I need something to drink. I got there. You know, Indeed. I got, I got water and I got Gatorade right there. You know, you're turning my mind with this cloak and dagger. <laughs> Stop. What do you mean cloak and dagger? What's that mean? It's like you're exposing me uh, to, you know, this world which does exist, you know, and I never knew it so, you know, out there. Like high tech. Is it cold? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was cold. Oh. 
You know, turn it down because it's cold. I'd take hot water. <laughs> if you gave me hot water, I'd be like, all right, man, thank you. <laughs> I'm not exposing to you. It's just going on around you. And if you don't realize that, it's just because you've been in, like, your own little thing, man. Like, really, I see, I see where it's at, you know, round trip, you're downtown. That's your, like, you know, and you're, you got to know. I was telling him, he's, he's the mogul. They own two homes, you know. I was like, man, you got it. You know, but he, you know, it's was you do that thing with your, for your taxes. With taxes? Did you do anything at all with the tax thing? Like, make a call, go down there? Oh, no, not yet. You need me to represent you, bro. I'm seriously, don't let this pass, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that we, even if it's small, I don't know if something you, you don't possess, but he don't want, he don't, he's, he's got his two houses, they're papered up right now. Well, the, Australia is uh, missing they, they one year them, taxes. They sold, uh, they sold uh, what do you call it, something? After two years. Uh, he's got two, somebody bought the, uh, t- the deeds, the, the mortgage well, loans, or the mortgage taxes, the tax. I was talking to. So it's basically uh, a lien on his house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was talking to uh, Angie from LA Insurance, and she uh, recommended uh, a federal credit union. Credit union. Oh. I sent you the link. Put your social security number in there. It's, it's, it's true. I gave what the link I gave you mm-hmm. is a good one. Put your information in. Yeah. I mean, if you if you if you don't if you like, no, not your thing, man. I mean, like. Dude, I, I, I sign a waiver, whatever you want, man, and I can handle this for you and make it happen. Because if you don't have, make it happen quick, you're paying more interest every day, every day. It's every day. It's going, it's, it's compounding. I know. And you're in a critical spot where that when they do that, you know, like when they do the uh, when they do those, those are that sucks, man, because then it brings your credit score down too. So your credit score is probably low, even though you don't, you know what I'm saying. So so then it would bring that up, and it would bring all your interest rates down, and then you know you pay off your cards or whatever. But but you got to act on it, man. I thought you you was hot that night. He's like, I'm gonna get up first thing in the morning. I'm gonna go do that shit. I'm like, you well, didn't do it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm like I'm 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 concerned. Well, I got some time. No, you don't. I mean, you really don't. You should make contact with them because it's not. You don't know what I don't know exactly what the laws are. I'm so I'm just saying we're just guessing when looking at it says ten years, two to ten years, but. There's some small stipulations in there that I don't know, you know, make sure you meet. You don't want to have it in this condition. You don't want your house in this condition, not by just not making a phone call. It's not, it's not like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to. Well, I'm, as far I, as I know, I got time still to carry on know. this. Uh, yeah, but did you call him? You want to call him right now? All right. All right. Yeah. You want to call you and call from your phone? Where's your phone? Just call, just, 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 you want me to get your number, huh? 